Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Pizza, pizza, I like to eat the pizza, the motto and the cheese, a pizza, pizza, please. Pizza, pizza, he likes to eat the pizza, the motto and the cheese, pizza, pizza, please. I think, I, just, I think they just show up and start drumming. I don't know. <laughs> Is that how drum circles work? They just That's spontaneously how drum occur. Like they're not hurting anybody, we might as well yeah. just let them stay. Let them stay. <laughs> yeah, if you show up at the table, can you just set it up and go? Speaking of drum circles, did you guys hear what? new Nine Inch Nails album? No, oh, yep. Really? When's the by when the end of the out? year? Not out yet, but, but it's done. End of the year, done. Coming out on Columbia, I want to say. Really? And yeah. Yawn. Oh my God. Oh boy. Nice. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's not listen to Oscar winner Trent Reznor <laughs> and his, he and Atticus Ross new adventures into new territory with Nine Inch Nails. Oy. How's his? Uh, the album with his wife that he does. Well, that's the first album I haven't bought. <laughs> it's, truly the, it's truly one of the only things Trent Reznor has touched that I have not purchased, if that gives wow. you any indication. Right. It's just slow going. The melodies aren't so great. I was talking to my friend Derek, who's a big time uh, Nine Inch Nails head, and he's, he kind of hit it on the head there with the, her melodies just aren't that uh, catchy retchy. Right. So it's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, just not hooky. Not hooky enough. And, you know, the one or two tracks from the original EP were just pretty much Nine Inch Nails songs with a female vocal. So, I don't know. It's all right. It's not Jesse Carson. It's not the worst. It's just future sanitary. The hell is going on over there, future sanitary, whatever, on your phones? The the perfect future is sanitary. The sanitary future is perfect. Tuesday, was done. May 21st. This is what uh, Friday, Fact Check July 12th, been, uh, 2013. Oh, okay. Promoting. So, what Tuesday is it, Friday, to Friday. Say again. This is May 21st to uh, well, July 12th. Why don't we like, repeat it when we're supposed to get into the actual show? Welcome to Geek Shock, folks. It is one, Geek that? Shock one, number 192. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Just Michael. Oh, oh wow. wow. I've been supplanted. <laughs> Maybe I should just leave now. Let me leave. I'll go. See you guys. <laughs> nice seeing you. Goodbye. Thank you and your but phone. But Luddite's not here. We need you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, what he said. That's a major <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> See, when I make jokes, they're actually funny, as opposed to... <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing my fucking ass off. Holy shit, look at me. Oh, my God. As opposed to, as opposed to Neil deGrasse Tyson? Is that what you're going to say? Oh, oh. Oh, boy. And we're here to talk weekend geek. Hey, we don't want to tra- You don't want to check the record on that shit. <laughs> Commander, good to hear you again. Are you sure? Yes. Yes, we are happy to have you here. I know you're happy to have me here, because Luddite isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I can fill the space. So once again, information for Fact Check Andy. All right, Fact Check Andy sent us an invite to... Is it just personal, so we shouldn't put this out? Uh, no, well, I mean, no, this, this, is, a, this, is, a, this is a thing. Anybody the perfect future saying. is sanitary. Uh, the sanitary future is perfect. Multimedia installation transports viewers to future. Jesse Carson Smigel presents exhibit through July 12th at Winchester. So that's the Winchester Art Center. Okay, so of that made no sense to me all of a sudden. 
Let's see. It's uh, skip ahead a bit. Winchester. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> in Winchester, Indiana. I'm reading it right now for the first time. Okay. So the Winchester Fine Arts Center. It's off of Sahara, and I believe Let's go McLeod. Back. Yes, McLeod. Is okay. Correct. It's uh, the exhibit. The exhibit, a mix East of note. science fiction references from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and cat-related humor. Will be presented Tuesday, May twenty first. What a combo! Through Friday, July twelfth, at the Winchester Cultural Center Gallery, thirty one thirty South McLeod Drive, just north of Desert Inn Road. That's for you people in Las Vegas. If you're in yeah. Vegas, check it out. That the other ninety five percent of our listeners <laughs> are like, what? Fly in, fly in, fly on in. Where are ninety five percent from it's now? Canada. If you're, it yeah. can come over. If you're in town, it's through July twelfth. There's, yeah, a, there's a big how do you do on Friday the 31st, though, but uh, that's... Uh, what happens to the how do you do? Uh, well, I don't Somebody know. Somebody says, how do you do? And I give them a, what, my honest answer or just... You give them what for? A reach around. Oh, okay. But I'm in. I think, I think the... <laughs> well, if it's a reach around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? I finished Star Trek the game and started playing Bioshock Infinite. And played that thing for like five hours straight. Which you didn't say you did on the Star Trek game. No, the Star Trek game I kept having to stop and come back to. Just from, well... Lack of interest? No, (laughs) just just life in general. Uh, And the Star Trek game just really kind of became repetitious. It was a lot of third-person shooter-ish stuff and scanning for little pieces of the story. So they made made a big what-do-you-do-about-the-story, or how-do-you-do. If you will, was the story worth it? Um, in the end, I'd have to say no. Wow! I, uh, I, I the Gorn it, story fell, and and for me, you know, it's Star Trek. There's anything new Star Trek is nice to have because there's so little available, right. and like we just we had to wait four years for the movie. The comic books are so hit and miss with IDW. Um, that's so, canon, though. It's canon. Yeah, story. it is canon, and that's the thing that really. I mean, there is a reference at the end of the game that ties into the film but <laughs> that's your that's your one that's, little go-to that's yes. well that's it that's, that's I mean, your easter egg that's 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 it i mean i'm sick i've kept waiting for the whole story that i'm running through to tie into the new movie and right. it really didn't <laughs> so I, hey, we're words, gonna go to that planet that we're going to in the movie okay i'll see you there <laughs> The end. That was pretty much it. Yeah, you know, we were, you know at the end it's like we are now. We have just set course for this planet, and you know, it's like whatever happens, it should be intriguing or something like that. It was like kind of like a throwaway line, yeah. and I'm like for the okay. volcano planet. Yeah, the All volcano right. planet is where whatever happens. Mustafar. Mustafar. Whatever happens will likely be worth a seventy million dollar box office opening weekend. <laughs> Let's hope. Oh wait, that's subpar. Oh dear! But infinite is it wasn't nice. subpar, but it wasn't. Exceptional. It's not what they wanted. They wanted hundred million. Yeah, yeah, it was surprising. But what? It's still doing good numbers, right? It is still doing good. Yeah, yeah. It, the overseas numbers are phenomenal. Yeah, that yeah, was really. Yeah, the, the over overseas top. numbers are blowing away the first film, which like eighty percent on the first week. Yeah, they they said that the the first film's numbers were okay, but somewhat disappointing overseas. This time around. It's blowing it out of the water. It just it's it's Boom. doing incredible numbers overseas, and Boom. I'm I'm not sure exactly why like that a is. Farting a deep end. Other than you know, there's a lot of jaded Star Trek fans here in the U.S. that are just like, 
you know some people it's 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 very polarizing you got it some is. people that are that are just like fuck these new films they're not canon i don't care what paramount says blah 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 well they're not the most you know they don't spark intelligent discussion like a lot sure. of Star Trek does. It's not the morality plays that uh, the, the original ones do. Okay, to an extent. Well, are we, gonna, are we going into? The, are we doing this now? We're going to keep. We're, let's, we're let's, doing this now. Are we doing okay. this now? This is happening. We're here. The Star Trek discussion. The Star Trek discussion. We're done with the geeky. I just. You, you know what? Uh, I'm going to put the note in here that to, in order to discuss this film properly, you do have to spoil it. Oh yeah, hardcore spoiler alerts. So, I mean, it's so, three weeks deep. So so yeah. at this point. If you don't want to hear this, fast forward up ahead. We start going to week and geek. Look for that. I'll probably put a time pointer in here somewhere. There yeah, because this so. is this is definitely going to be spoilerific. Okay, so we waited for Commander K to get here. Now, yes, I'll just make this quick point. Now, everybody uh, in this room has seen it, right? Oh shit, I haven't. You have not. Yes, you <laughs> have. Of course, I have. <laughs> liar. Uh, and you've seen it. Yes, I have. Okay, so to your point of it doesn't and and, and uh, Torga, what you're saying, it doesn't spark intelligent discussion. I would say that. The part of this film that has to do with political commentary like Star Trek is known for is rather buried. It's there. Yeah, There's I, definitely I, an anti-war sentiment. I don't think it's buried. I think it's ham-fisted. Oh, it's ham-fisted. <laughs> it's ham-fisted, but it's also subtle. Yeah, it's it's like, so... It's so Here's the thing. War with the Klingons is inevitable. Glove. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. War it's, with the Klingons is inevitable. Is that a rye tasting velvet it's glove? Because so, now I'm getting hungry. It's so ham fisted that it doesn't even register with most people, and even even through the whole thing, like there's this there's a subtle anti war message, but it's all fighty fighty fighty. I, I agree with you, Paul, yeah. because um, 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 Weller. Is over the, almost yeah. over the top in his depiction of Marcus. He, he so really you, is. You could when he does the whole, "Who's gonna lead it? You." And he's doing that whole speech. You, it almost lose the message because his character is going so. He becomes over. a Dick I Cheney see, puppet. I yeah. see what you're yeah. saying. There's although, that. Although, it, did, did Dick Cheney ever get that emotional? Probably <laughs> yeah, he not. Does, doesn't yeah. he? Doesn't yeah. He, Does his mechanical heart he allow him yeah. to go? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's that what gives point? him the plausible deniability. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so I see what you're saying. But I you actually, know what I mean. I, that's that's how I would interpret Like, it was there, but it's weird. And then at the same time where they're saying, we shouldn't be creating all these weapons, we shouldn't be going to war, they're going to war with all these new weapons. Well, yeah. Kurt yeah. getting stripped of his command for violating well, the prime directive and that, like, right well, off and, the bat. And, and that, that's one of the... That's that whole political thing. That's the constant locally. conundrum of Star Trek is we're a research vessel. We're here for exploration. But whenever the Klingons or Romulans or whoever invades, it's a starship that they send because that's their biggest military asset. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, they, they, Gene Roddenberry always plays up. We're scientists. We're explorers. We're this, but we got badass still torpedoes. They're torpedoes, still captains yeah. and commanders and lieutenants. It's the military hierarchy. Well, so, in next gen, they really blatantly highlighted that all of the weapons were for defensive purposes on like the first three seasons. Well, they Roddenberry stated that. There. Well, I know. Yeah, they and flat if out. If your said highlight it. is, I'm telling you, this is what I'm doing. I'm not jacking off in your face. Ignore the spooge <laughs> going into your eyes. Well, now, and here's that's another. Just on the Daily Show the other day, Stuart was making this wonderful point about what the Obama administration is saying about policy and yep. what they're actually doing. And this is exactly what I'm saying. We're getting into that 
political commentary thing, which is exactly right. Starfleet is saying one thing. We're explorers. We're here to investigate. We're out there to keep the prime directive locked down. We don't want to interfere. We want to just, you know, discover things in the universe. And then meanwhile, pops exactly. Up. Meanwhile, we've got drone strikes and, you know, giant, yeah, you know, all the kind of crazy stuff. Now, now, a lot of it's commentary. And of course, a lot of it is the, the, um, I don't know, schizophrenic nature of the writing. Because you get you on the TV series, you bring in different writers all the time. Like sure. especially the original series. I mean, one of my favorite episodes is overtly military, Balance of Terror, the whole yeah. searching for the for the um, the Romulans, yeah, and, and it's based on old, it's ba- yeah. based on military war. Yeah, films. the old the old sub battles. The or Nicholas Meyer in Wrath of Khan, where he actually has Carol Marcus flat out and and her son David flat out calling Starfleet the military. Can't let it get in the hands of the military when the military gets yeah. a blah 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 blah. Yep. So I think there's also a schizophrenic nature to the writing and the creative backing that that leaks into this. Mm-hmm. But you're right, there is a definite core of the whole you know writing hand doing one thing while the left hand is definitely doing something else but that you know that speaks to our nature and that speaks to what is currently happening in our society which is trek's job but i don't think it does that great of a job of doing it it's trying i enjoyed well, it while i, I was watching it the more it i is, thought about the movie it's the less very I liked hard it. it's to weird. make an, oh, an anti-war statement or some kind of comment to that effect when you are hyperkinetic, when you're a hyperkinetic action movie, yeah, yeah, right. it's still an action adventure movie, sure. exactly. So it's got and to it do that detract, job first. Certainly. And let's be fair; they also are targeting this more to the non-Trek fan. These movies, this, yeah. these yes. new, these new round of movies, because they're trying to attract a wider audience. Yeah. So, and, and I'll, honestly, I'd much prefer this to the motion picture, because. If you're targeting straight square at the heart of what a Trek fan is about, and you're telling me motion pictures where we gotta live, yeah, I'm moving out of that town because Yonsville. Oh, I will go on record and say this is my favorite Star Trek movie, probably even beyond the next generation since Star Trek Six. Okay, how about that? All right, well, sure. sure. Oh, yeah, sure. The newest, newest one, favorite newest one. Yeah, because there's been the the Baku. Right. Yeah, but well, I mean, that, but that's yeah, also sure. included, like even, first, even contact. first contact. First yeah, contact I mean, I mean, is the only next gen movie I liked. Yeah. Sure, really. Yeah, and, and it know. suffers the same fate. It has the same kind of problems as far as super hyper actiony. Right, and yeah. also a major transformation of the mythos because prior to first contact, the Borg were truly this amorphous, vague collective consciousness thing. Oh uh, yeah. And when they made first contact, the writers put a made face it, on it. We have to have one single individual villain and so they came up with the concept of the queen which i eventually came on board with well, my favorite parts of voyager mentality. you assimilated oh, fuck makes sense the borg were truly alien jeff right. when they were this vast collective consciousness that had no single focus and they humanized the borg they made it something relatable with the queen for purely purposes Cinematic of making stuff. a movie yep. yeah. that yeah. was it it, yeah. it wasn't any well we have to draw the logical conclude yeah bullshit <laughs> they did it because if you make it's 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 a weird line to tread you want to stress something truly alien you get too alien you're going to lose your audience yep. people aren't going to be interesting interested so you you're going to be in this middle zone and i understand why they did that first contact I hated it at first, but eventually it won me over, when and I, I resigned myself to the need. When in doubt, seduce, and that's exactly what they did. They uh, made a character uh, who pulls yeah. the sultry business on Data, and it's like, okay, yeah. And he I, considered her an offer and, and, for but like... The, 
Well, and this is the other weird thing about yeah, it, too. Point nanosecond. It's the other weird Something thing about seconds. it, too, you know, from a feminist viewpoint and from a, you know. 0.68 seconds, wasn't it's, uh, it? Yeah. It's a little gross that they decide to make an all-powerful woman and they make her uh, all about her uh, sexual wiles and then she's evil and gets blown up. It's like, um, couldn't she have some other, I mean, because in her mind, at least part of it, she had an altruistic sensibility. Borg aren't out there just to fuck shit up. They're not there to they're kill. Out they're out to assimilate. They're trying to improve. In their minds, they're forms, making yeah. things better. So you could have had that, but that's not that's not fun. That's not easy. The Borg could have made her the mother. What well, can you imagine if, if you had to sit down with the Borg queen and really discuss her philosophy and whatnot? I don't know. Ultimately, though, too, she just would have. Plowed over everybody. The the Deus Ex Machina stuff to make make it actually beat that system. But just like you said too, Kirsten, they're spread all over Hell and gone. They're still not gone, even though the Queen was gone. There's still other Borg out there. Yeah, yeah. Say, but there and there were other queens too. Because oh, oh yeah. good. <laughs> did you watch well, Voyager? Oh right, there, you there, hated Voyager. I did hate Voyager. There, there are plenty that they could. There's plenty that they could have done with. Plus, with they Borg. also made the point that they could replicate the queen. But anyway, back to back to. <laughs> of back well, to she is into a part darkness. of the collective. Okay, so back to never into truly darkness. Be done. Yes. Anyway, let's go back to the back the, the to into film. darkness. Um, I saw it again today. I had to see it a second time because, as we discussed spoilers, um, it got spoiled for me, and it was really funny because, in retrospect. Because I bought my ticket for Galaxy um, a few days in advance, 10.45 a.m. on Thursday. I was sure I was going to beat all of our Trek Midnighters and I you know, would get in first and it'd be all cool. And 10.15, I live right down the street from Galaxy Theaters, Luxury Theaters in yes. uh, Green Valley, which you ought to go to They're if you live here in Vegas. Oh, go yes. there, you'll never go to another yeah. theater again. We've all been spoiled on it. And... Um, I figure I'll just check Facebook real quick before I leave. <laughs> and top post, motherfucker. Was it um, Vernon's? Yeah. Vernon's post? Yeah. Right there. It's con. And I was like, what an you, asshole. What? You, you prick. Oh, now, now, was it the one where he said asshole. that? Yeah. He, 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 he threw his hands up he, in the air and stormed out of the theater. He threw his hand up and ran out. And he was just, you Double know, doors he was dead. so angry. Oh, what? Now, so I was like, well, there was strong hints it was going to be con. Sure. Right. As soon so, as we heard it was Cumberbatch, we wanted him to be con. So I went to the movie. And as I'm watching <laughs> the movie and seeing all the little drops and all the little 72 torpedoes and, you know, all of this. And the, the right at the beginning where where Spock actually says needs of the many out. I'm, I'm like, it actually affected my viewing of the movie. Mm. I actually just got progressively angrier and angrier. And it was really funny because after the movie was over and when I left, I actually started sending him very angry <laughs> texts. At one point, one I'll of bet. Vernon's responses was, what is it with you? And it was just because I got really angry. We talked it out. Fortunately, most people came over on my side and talked to him and were like, yeah, that was a pretty big dick move. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did discover an interesting trend. People who were with Vernon and hating this movie because he hates the J.J. Treks. Yeah. People who were with him and hating it thought him spoiling it was actually amusing and funny. And those of us well, who rem remotely liked the movie were like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. Well, well, back with the Harry Potter issues of spoiling the uh, death of Dumbledore and that whole issue, it was the people that hated Harry Potter mm -hmm. that were doing all the spoiling going right. on. Uh, 
Animal it's because the people shit. that hate the thing want to to ruin it for everyone because they hate it so much. They're, they're they don't a, want anyone don't to enjoy it. What there's other a, people think because they're yeah, so caught yeah. up in their anger. There's a, there's a yeah. sick joy, a sick yeah. joy. To this is a little so. Schadenfreude. Yeah, because he actually admitted that he wasn't thinking. You know, well, there are people who enjoy this, and I shouldn't spoil it for them. So and and I've had that discussion with him too about how much he hates the film. And I said, but there are people that do enjoy it. He goes, but they're dumb. And I'm like, they're, how are they <laughs> dumb? And, and we, we had these long discussions. And I think eventually he kind of got that, okay, there are people that like elements of this. And there have been people that have watched the first film, never watched an episode of Star Trek in their life, and did go back and watch original series, Next Gen, yeah, etc. It brought people and, on board. And, and liked it. They, they were like, I just never thought I'd like Star Trek, but, you know, right. now I do. Yeah. You know, this movie, uh, one of the things it did, kind of, they, re- they really should have called themselves out on it, is they ex- somewhat explored the fact that you really don't give a starship to a kid fresh out of the fucking academy. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is always, which, I once again, like Borg Queen, it's a move I understand they made because they're going for the young audience, but they and also need a captain of the Enterprise. And technically hadn't graduated. Right. Because he was still in the middle of the, the but whole... But it, it's stupid because everyone who knows, you need to be seasoned yeah. and experienced before you take over leadership sure. and command. But... They did it anyway, and the whole confrontation, especially between Pike, God bless under. I mean, Jesus, Bruce Greenwood was he just, is, he's oh, that good. was just so beautiful. I love, I love yep. his Pike. Mm-hmm. That all of that discussion, all of that back and forth was just awesome. They really should and have that acted. death scene that he did. Yeah, he, I, I have not seen somebody do that whole like terrified. Like, they're truly terrified that they're dying, and yeah. they know yeah. that they're dying. Yeah. And he played it off so well. I mean, I was literally shocked uh, at how Kirsten, good Greenwood did, did that. Do you think Spock has Pike in him now? Well, he did melt <laughs> A little remember. He did that mind Star, yeah. Star Trek Three: The Search for Pike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He said Could he be? said he connected with him at the moment of death. I don't think they're going there. I think I they're think I they think they're either. giving Pike his so. send off. So so but but it, it's actually that would actually be fucking funny. It's just sort of like you know, is JJ going to sit there and reboot every every single, single one of them? Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, I can hardly <laughs> wait for JJ for the Save the Whales. Oh no, five is what I want to see. <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing more. a fan dance, boy. Let's go. Five is the one I want to see. Five would be great, wouldn't <laughs> it? Yeah, I want to see oh, that. Excuse me, Spock's brother. God, like, mean with the stars. How did you not blow up on the on when Vulcan blew up? And how did I not know I had a brother? And wait, oh man, that would. be something JJ's right, five. So <laughs> do we do we address at all the the kirk death scene since we're doing all this other how stuff? do you want to address it well yeah well i mean like okay i will talk about it from my point of view and right. then see what you guys think so when that started going down you know i i thought the the role reversal was actually very clever i liked it um and that you know the whole kirk dying instead of spock dying thing i really it i I got drawn in on it. I mean, I was, and I'm not going to, you know, mince words here. I got a little misty-eyed. I was really kind of feeling it at that point. And then when he goes and Spock's got the tear going and then all of a sudden reels back and yells Khan, it totally took me out of the scene. I agree with that. I was, I was like, I mean, I was really, I was there. I was with him. I was feeling it. And I, 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 the, 
I didn't feel like I was just watching something. I felt like I was in the film there for a second, and then that happened, and it totally threw me out. It was like I getting smacked in the face. I do agree with that, but at the same time, I liked it. And then I get it. It's I a fan service. It. I could have seen it better a little bit later. Like yeah, my 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 thought in was that moment, where, when he, I didn't feel when uh, he beams like, down yeah. and he's chasing Cumberbatch's con. Through the, streets San, through the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> there we when go. He first beams Is he a humpbale cumberback? <laughs> when he beams down and he first sees him, he could have... that's where you went he with reeled <laughs> back. I was waiting for the other... He could have reeled back and shouted Khan at that point. It would have been totally... I actually have that's to admit, Jeff, it, you know, having him materialize in that mm-hmm. crowd and just, just materialize yeah. and just, do it. Yeah, and then that would have been... Just like, like, you know, lock on to seeing him yeah, I, and then maybe Cumberbatch turns around and makes eye contact. And then he goes, Cumberbatch. Sorry. I coming agree. on the back. <laughs> I agree. That the, oh, I yeah. thought that yell but was I superfluous, but here's the thing. It would be more appropriate. I'll mm-hmm. wager there were several takes on that. And Probably. I think if he had delivered just a con, you know, just like a deep, but soft rage. Deep. Why not? Because, because, of, so because of Shatner's con. Because yeah, of I Shatner's to, con. They Paul, had one thing I want to agree with you on, and this is what I noticed on this second viewing, is I love him. I think he's doing a cool job, and I really respect him. But Quinto's voice, it was more of a wail than it was a cry of rage. Yeah. And it was a little too, uh, dare dare I say it, high-pitched. And I think that a deeper, more intoned one. And I also like your idea of a subtler, let's, we're doing all this emulating, let's do a reversal. I'm sure there's 50 fucking takes on the floor on that one. You don't do that moment once. I don't think. (laughs) I don't think. I don't know. You're talking about one of the most iconic moments in Star Trek cinematic history. Nailed it! Yeah, <laughs> which is why <laughs> I felt I mean. like this is what I mean. This is why and I felt like it didn't belong it, in it that felt, moment. So, it at that felt time. very out of it place. Just, Thank you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. It's weird. That and moment, it, and then it got, and then we got into Quinto's. Like, I love Quinto's stuff too. He's the only action figure I bought last time, but that's a Paul I, endorsement. It's a Paul endorsement. But I think the more I think about that movie, the more schizophrenic his Spock is, which is okay. Well, because uh, I mean, he's going to be different. Well, it's well, the dichotomy of the human versus Vulcan. And, but and to, in his moment case, it's, to moment, it's zipping all over the place. And we're not seeing that reserved strength. Granted, again, you know, and he can get well, away with all this shit because he's young. Well, I think, well, it's I think because it, <laughs> it's, and it's because Spock Prime was saying, you know, if his girlfriend wasn't bitching at him the whole yeah. time. Maybe he could have been a little bit more reserved. Oh boy, here he we go. Going through all that shit. <laughs> I <laughs> love that tell scene. You, you know what? You. So here, but here again, here again, you've mentioned, you've you've hit the nail on the head for me with this flick. Is it is not very friendly to the ladies. No, not at all. Not very friendly to the ladies. Uhura is reduced oh. to a whining, uh, you know, screeching banshee a of a, ha- she, a she, nag. She's, exactly. she's yeah. a nagging girlfriend, for, which is and, uh, ridiculous. It puts me in mind of uh, of um, uh, Family Guy Blue Harvest when Peter turns to his wife and he's like, "Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself right now? This is what you sound like." And it's it's it's, it's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah and I then see what you're saying, yeah. and then. And then Carol Marcus's yeah, Carol Marcus. breakout scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! That, that that was just so. She could have been a way stronger yeah, character. Was, she could have done a lot more. But for, there was nothing to her. Number no, one, yeah. nothing. There was no character. purpose for her to be there. Other than the name, there was no reason. For Not her to even. Be there. It just and just. I found that moment to be gross. 
It was. It really was. It was really gross. She's like, I'm going to change my clothes, so turn around. I'm talking to you, fucking audience. (laughs) Oh, wait. You don't have the capability. JJ's going to pull this shit. He's going to make Kirk gross. I mean, Kirk has already boned what? In four Apple, ladies in this, in that film. Yeah. In this yeah. series, well, I mean, just in this, was, in this new series already, we've got was, we've got Green Girl, yeah, the Green Girl. We've got the Cat Twins, the Cat the Twins in this, in this one. Who else was there? Was there some? And then, of course, Nurse Chapel. So he's got at least four notches on the belt that we know of that have been explicitly spoken of. We've got it. He's a Lothario. He's doing it. They he made him into like a a little you know Letch. peeping Tom Letch. Yeah, no. it was like it's there's nothing there's no well, swagger. He's still a in teenager, that. so there's, he's not a teenager. Yeah, he's, he's in his twenties and there's, okay. but whatever. There's no swagger in that. There's no panache. He's not, he's not the Kirk. That if he he's, be. he's looking not through enough. a mirror or a reflective surface, even that, if he sees a distorted version through the through the panel, and the, even that would would be a little more like oh he didn't mean to. And we're not getting a full-on thing, but it's like you have him turn right the fuck around in abject defiance of her polite, simple request not to be ogled, and he just fucking yeah, it zeroes right in. Like, and she's like, "Turn the fuck around." Well, wait, she should okay. have hit him. All right, one thing. First of all, the whole scene was gratuitous, useless, yeah. and yeah. stupid. It, it was not okay. necessary. Now, having said that, what woman tells you turn around because I'm gonna change, and then faces you while she's doing it? Yeah, her back would have been to him if he had gone over his it's shoulder. True. You're, you know, you're okay. absolutely right. So the whole scene is artificial to begin sure. with. If you're going to play it that way, then yeah, he's a little pervy, but turn around. But then again, she's asking for something if she's facing him while she's turning around. Then just you're, right. so you're, Don't, you're putting in too many layers. Yeah, it's a stupid, useless, gratuitous scene. Period. If if she'd even been like, like, if if they'd given her the wherewithal to be a strong, comfortable. Uh, you know, female confident in her body, which she clearly should be. Uh, she could just say, you know, mm-hmm. help me with this. Help me with this uniform. Yeah. Zip, zip, we're done. Nothing to it. You know what? Put him in his place a little bit. Just be like, help me with this. Here, I need this. Hold zip this. Me up. Now right. zip me here. All right, we're going. But Let's that go. plays to what you were talking about, not nice to, not nice to the ladies because it makes yeah. it kind of helpless. In addition to it, totally useless because the next scene is her and Bones landing on the plane. Where the fuck did Bones come in? When did he get dressed? Why did she have to dress there? Right, the whole thing was just, it was just very terrible. It's a terrible scene. Yeah. If you want to do, like I said, if you want to do that, empower her. But even, but the it was just so, like, I mean, my wife is big into the feminist stuff, so I hear it all the time, and half the time I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But. And this one, I was just like, that's just gross. That's just stupid. Yeah. That's just stupid. If you're going to put this character in at all, why just make her a... And that, there's, no, there's no woman in that, in that thing. And I want there to be women in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like was, women, man. I was strong, strong women. I yeah. Was, I was kind of sad. Well, more than two. That yeah. chapel was a throwaway oh. like that because that basically says yeah. she's never going to be on the ship well, or in the series. But she was certainly a little bang joke. Cause it, and then if she does show up, it's going to be like, hey, how's your father? Why exactly you right. There, there was a strong man lady in the ops chair. You're oh, right. There was Lord. a strong alien character. Strong, but again, like it's it's, but that's not. There's not no strength in feminism yeah. there. It's just <laughs> the strength of a, 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 a woman with a man's voice can take charge. 
Yeah. I don't know what she was. I think she was, well, because I think they were playing off the whole Ilea thing from the motion picture. You know, uh, she had the bald head and. Well, maybe. I don't know what they were I don't, but Aaliyah didn't do anything that sound anything like, I don't know. But she already had some kind of, she had some kind of glowing globe in the back no, of her that neck was a, or that some was shit. The, that, that was, was another character. That was another guy. bald character on the set. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Okay. Now I'm going to go someplace. So, right. so any I'm women that have any down. kind of anything are just desexed. Um, I liked Cumberbatch. I thought he did a good job. Yep. I, I, I enjoyed his performance. However. However. Why is a pasty-skinned, blue-eyed guy playing a Sikh? Ricardo Montalban was clean-shaven and cut his hair, which is because already... Because he was given the best genes available. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, you know what? Everybody you know what? Wow. Hit it out of the you know what? Yes. <laughs> that kind of speaks to it. Well, there you because, go. Because, I mean, uh, even Ricardo Montalban ignored... Uh, well, uh, he ignored. It was ignored in casting him that Sikhs don't cut their hair. It's part of their cultural heritage. Yeah. You, if you want to argue, well, he's modern. Well, he it's centuries, centuries. He had the ponytail. Have you ever seen someone who's never cut their hair? Sikhs never okay. cut their hair, well, Jeff. Yes, it's, that it's little like stub of a tail. Yeah. yeah. So, game. so they're already ignoring that. At least Ricardo Montalban was, dare I say it, brown. Yeah. Okay. But Cumberbatch, they dyed his hair black. And Abrams actually zeroed in on his eyes, his blue eyes, sometimes green. I don't know what the hell. A couple of times. And to me, that actually got to be a little annoying. Um, I went to school overseas in the Middle East. I had Sikh friends. And while I haven't actually spoken to any Indian or Sikh about how they would feel about this, I'm kind of annoyed at this interchangeability of colorblind casting. It's like when you and I talked about Idris Elba playing Himdal, and you were like, who gives a shit? And at first I was like, look, they're Asgardian gods, you should be white. Now, Elba was fantastic. He's great. He was so fucking good. good now, yeah. now, I don't want anyone else to be Galactus if they ever do a Fantastic Four movie. I want Elba to be Galactus. He would be great. Because that would be kick-ass. Yeah. So... You can sell it. You can own it. But this part, when he goes, I'm Khan, it's like... Uh, it's from nothing and nobody cares. Right. Agreed. They don't even need Khan no. at this point. It could be this, anybody. This, this could have yeah. been a Section 31 story. Yeah. Or where, he could have been any one of the other augments. He could have been any... They could have unfrozen any augment. Or they didn't the even have to yeah. unfreeze anybody. Yep. Marcus could have been heading up a super soldier. He read a Captain America comic, and he wants his own Star Trek super soldiers because we got to go to war with was. the Klingons. Yeah. They didn't really even need the whole Khan thing. It was... No. And the fact that they worked so hard to bury that it was Khan and try to convince people it wasn't, and yeah. then the reveal, and... The I, reveal That was weak. all bizarre. Yep. That well, was all very. I believe bizarre. I read something, a interview with Orsi, just when I was putting the show together today, with them talking about that. Even when they were writing it, they didn't even have Khan as a part of it. So that when Cumberbatch was brought in, it's like we need to make him Khan because he's just so good. So, so they shoehorned that whole they, plot that's, line through. That's, that's kind of what it read. What a like. waste! And it and it felt like there's they're continually trying to tie back into. You know, original, original series, the original series stuff, stuff which saying, I can appreciate. They're saying, I mean, that, there's a lot you know, of history there to mine. The Botany Bay was still floating out there somewhere. Somebody picked it up. 
you know, it wasn't the Enterprise, did, but somebody is that else did. the story? That's the story. Yeah, they they mentioned I the movie think, that did uh, they? Yeah, 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 they did. That they Starfleet expanded out, up? and after yeah. the destruction of Vulcan, they started expanding out, and they came across a ship. They found a ship. Me, okay. I if they wanted to go that way, I would have made Khan Pike's baggage. You know, sure. Pike being all fuck. I found this guy Khan like ten years ago, and we didn't know what to do, so we put him on this uninhabited planet. All right, so do the space seed with Pike, and then have Wrath of Khan be Kirk's thing. Here's what I. This is what I was while I was watching the movie. I've only seen it the one time in the theater, but while I was watching it, the whole time I was like, man, if only they had six hours to tell this story. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? Because like those kinds of ideas that you've got right there, I'm sure they had those kinds of thoughts. And it's a long-ass movie still. Yeah. But the fact that the reveal of Khan has no punch to it whatsoever tells me there's not enough time to build him up into something truly threatening yet. And that's almost the crutch of movies now in the fact that television has become a superior storytelling device. Because you have more time. Because you have exactly. time. You have, and, and they're now using that time yes. instead of doing a Monster of the Week kind of thing yeah. that they right. used to do. Right. Yeah. And now... Movies are the monster of the week. It's the problem that was in well, the first G.I. Joe movie when well, they revealed Cobra Commander, and it's like, well, I guess he's a baddie. He was just a guy trying to do okay, and then he he kind of blew up a little bit of Paris. And I, one I, of the problems, one know. of the problems really here, they don't okay. have time to build up Khan because they're so busy fucking around with the Kirk screwing up Kirk angst shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, you, you want to play around with Kirk... Going with his gut and and making the then why not have Kirk discover the why not the opening scene be they discover the botany Precisely. bay and just like in Space Seed Kirk makes the decision to re, you know to pull him out of the cryo and it turns out it's super criminal con and then the whole movie is Kirk trying to fix his fuck up which is what Space Seed well one of my other problems with this was that Space Seed Kirk makes the decision and initiates everything. Everything is Kirk's decision, he, yep. you know? So but he in, feels in, the weight of in it. In this movie, Kirk is constantly reacting. He's just turning around constantly, getting his ass kicked by an admiral or by Khan or something's <laughs> coming along going, hey, fuck you, and he's like, oh, shit, I got to react to this. He never actually takes an action. He's constantly reacting to shit. The one action he takes is at the beginning of the film to save uh, Spock. And that took... And uh, uh, save the aliens. Do you know it took me two viewings of the movie to finally understand that the reason he grabbed that thing and he was running was to pull the aliens away from the temple, away from the volcano, so they could do their thing. I didn't even... Because yeah. I'm like, why did he steal that thing? And why did he give it back to the aliens? What the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the second viewing that I'm like, oh, he's saving them by yeah. pulling them away from the volcano. Yeah, he that was his improv idea of doing it, yeah. which I didn't even catch at first. Yeah. And you're right. That's like his... his nor, you know what? Nor did I. I honestly thought he was just like, well, I've got a souvenir here. I got yes! I really yes! thought he was like, yes! really I thought he was like yeah. I'm breaking the prime directive, and I got a little piece of something to take back I was like, what the hell did he do, and why did he do that? And it yeah. wasn't until this afternoon that I'm like, oh, that's his improvised way of getting them out of the temple so yep. they can do the blah. Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. and you're right. That's like the one empowered thing he does. The rest of it is constantly. And there's an reacting. argument to be made that they looked at that like you know because because he gets shot down for it so hard by Starfleet and by Spock that he does go into this kind of place of indecision and and getting moved. There, there's an argument to be made, but I think you're absolutely too, right. It's so contrary the to the character so conjecture, and it's I mean, so it's, contrary to the it's character. It's too much. It's too, it's too much. much. Yes, you know, and even his, he has to have some uh, wrath of Khan. Kirk, 
Kirk really was never at a loss. Even when, you know, shit was bad, he was never at a loss. The end of the movie, not the beginning, the end of the movie was where he's like, fuck, I have I'm, no I'm, I'm sorry, guys, we're yep. fucked here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Spock makes the move and saves everyone. Yep. But this one, and maybe it's an inversion, but Jesus, that now we're reading too much into the writer's intention. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, it, the, you know, there's yeah. just too much of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, for fuck's sake, have him go out there and just be kicking ass until Khan comes along and shows him. And the thing about Wrath of Khan, because we were lucky enough to go see it in the theater just the week before to get reacquainted with it. Not that I really needed to be reacquainted with <laughs> yeah, it. Really. But it did really freshen it up in my head. And the thing that bugged me more than anything was when old Spock comes on, Spock Prime comes on, and makes the warning about I shouldn't. Uh, I made a vow. I'm yeah, not going to tell you anything that could. And I got no problem with him with him telling him. I got no problem with him telling him. Everything was fine. He's like, yeah, I shouldn't tell you, but Khan Noonien Singh is the most dangerous criminal. But then the next breath should be the only way to best him is to goad him into a challenge. Because that's the that's only true. way Kirk beat him. Twice. Yeah. Was to goad him and to play against his ego. Yeah. That does not happen and in this that, film. That, that, he played against his ego and used his superior knowledge of how starships work. And that's how he got... I mean, because Khan... You are talking over, about in the, uh, the in, original, in the original Khan. Right, right, right. He's a genius, yeah. but he Khan shows two-dimensional But yeah, he wasn't thinking, okay, I've got this starship yes. that can do all of these things. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, just the the stupid dropping down, coming up yeah. behind. You know, that's yeah. you know, and he's they, moving right, in all right, the dimensions. Paul, that was that was. Yeah. The, and he even goes how, and they cut away, and then they use the torpedo, yeah, play to his ego, make but him the, and it make was, him angry so that he's not making thoughtful, logical right. decisions. And instead, he had in, all in, the cards. Wasn't playing from a place of emotion. Was cold and collected about the whole bargaining deal. About getting the torpedoes over, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me with all the fucking fancy beaming that he'd been doing in that movie thus far that he wouldn't be able to detect life signs or no inside those cryo tubes when he did that transfer. Well, they did make they because made it was a too, big thing about the too, shielding. The shielding, of, okay. Big, you know, Scotty's whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell I can't what the fuck's scan, in here. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. I okay. So, I mean, all right. I, I thought about it too because he right. even gets the torpedo on his scanner. But as what he's about? Doing the what, did they did they balance out the weight? Surely they couldn't have changed everything. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't did it just not to... happen so fast that he's like, I've got my comrades back, and oh crap, boom. But he's. I don't know. When you look at the things that he's accomplished in the film thus far, the kinds of calculations that he's capable of, surely he's playing he the would, chess game. You know, would, twenty moves ahead. Yeah, but right. he'd be able to see when he beams over the the pods some difference in what he got and what was there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, it's just it sucks to have to dance around all the plot holes. But you're actually you're right. You're right. You're totally right there. They they went after Khan based on his ego, and they didn't really even touch that in this one. They didn't touch his ego. He yeah. was just you know, he, and he and he wasn't even that egomaniacal in this one. Honestly, they did the they, same yeah, thing. Just calculated. They, he was calculating. calculating, and they did the same fucking stupid thing that they did in Batman Returns, like with the Penguin, and made him incredibly sympathetic. Yeah, he's a yeah. very sympathetic character. Oh, that I got up and went to the bathroom, and so I always wondered: Did I miss a key point where they established how much of a shit? Con, uh, you know how much of a despotic bastard he is, 
like they do in the movies. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch it in this one. Because he really, I mean, you're told, oh, he was a terrible war criminal. Exactly. You're told, which I know is one of your pet peeves. Show, don't tell. Well, I mean, it's a Greek chorus coming in and going, hey, guess what? You've got a real bad guy on your hands. (laughs) You should kill him. Take my word for it. That's justice. It was so cool because Nimoy was beautiful in that moment, especially when he's like, did you defeat him at great cost? I love that. That was was, awesome. I thought it was was fine. It's great to have him in there. But I mean, like the the ultimate piece of advice he can give him is play against his ego. Get him riled and trick him. But meanwhile, he just plays it straight, and the trick is just kind of weird. I don't know. I was un- underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. But, uh, you know, hats off in a lot of ways. It's a balancing act and a half that they're that they're doing, those, those screenwriters. And I did enjoy the movie. It's I did, not, too. You know, you listen, I don't know if you're I listening to this, and, it. and you're thinking, yeah. you're thinking yeah. oh, wow, they really hate yeah, this but movie. No, it's I did. I loved the movie. movie. I, enjoyed, movie, I was enjoyable. very happy, but the yeah. thing is, they've got so much in the past yeah. that we're comparing you have, it to. Yes. You have almost 45 years worth of and material. And that's where we yeah. kind of fail as fans to this, because we're going to pick it apart no matter what. It was right, good. Yeah. It was a great movie. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, one of the things I enjoyed about it was I took my girlfriend to it, and she's, she doesn't know anything about Star Trek, so... And I, I, I got to thing. ask her questions like, "How did you feel about when this happened?" Mm-hmm. And, maybe and I kind of got thing. a fresh response to it, and that was kind of interesting. Maybe this is not a film for us as uber geek fans of the series. Well, but in maybe a way, it is I, too. It is for I mean, it, it you can't is too. There's fan service. When, in when there, he said, sure, "My name is Khan," she was like, "Okay, so yeah." Right. I was like, "Ooh, see, it's so exciting." I didn't give a fuck. I was like, "And I came a little bit." I did, did, I didn't. Yeah, it, no, I wanted Cumberbatch to be Khan. That's why it was mm, good. Well, well, it didn't make any damn. I've sense I've already to me. stated my problem. With I, I'm there, with you, so. buddy. It didn't make any damn sense. They didn't need him to be Khan. No, and no as but a I'm glad fact, that he was. And I mean, I got so giddy when we saw the Klingon stuff. There could have been. A, they could have just kept it on Kronos, man. Could have kept the whole problem on Kronos. <laughs> yeah. and made it really cool. Well, you wait for the job. next movie. You will. Yeah, I hope. Uh, that, I mean. We could break this thing down all over in the storytelling sure. department. And for some people, that's the fun part. Why? Why there? Uh, well, there, there, and, and there, there were no things I also dislike. There, it's like, holy crap! Um, are there no technical advisors on there? Because like Kirk is just outside, just beyond the neutral zone, and he talks to Scotty on Earth through communicator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why do you even need starships if you can have instantaneous communication well, through that huge distance of the galaxy? That's the huge thing too, and that's a point that I've been seeing through all the nerd posts. Is now that the in this universe, the advent of transwarp beaming. What's the need for Starfleet exactly. at all? That was a tremendous mistake on the everywhere. part of Abrams, and I'm amazed. <laughs> I, I, I can sort of see him suppressing it because Scotty was like, they took my equation and blah, blah, you know, so it's like they're suppressing. Clearly, it. it's been it's been subverted into Section Thirty One type yeah. high end research. But it's sort stuff. of like you do realize you just totally destroyed the need for space travel at no all. No intergalactic. Yeah, you're done intergalactic uh, adventuring. Well, why uh, but even? at the same time, we we still create space probes to go out into the universe when we could 
have manned missions. No, but we can't. No, we we do space probes because because manned missions are very difficult. And Uh yeah, we can't. The reason we don't do manned missions is because two people cooped up in a capsule for X number of years are going to be at each other's throats. Now, if you can beam them instantaneously, but you would beam them into what? (laughs) Beam them into what? You don't know what the environment's going to be like. They're still going to be right. All right, beam a probe and have the probe go. Okay, it's safe for a guy to stand (laughs) here and then beam the guy. All the stargates in the probe and see if everything's okay and then yeah, all of what Jeff, all of what destroyed the need how would for you do it starships wait how would you do it this transwarp all of what all stargate i'm sorry what shut up <laughs> one of the things about the original <laughs> the original jj trek that amused me were all the side geeks going ape shit about red matter and uh-huh. i'm like fuck red matter who cares this transwarp beaming is the major <laughs> universe breaker you're right yeah. it's yeah. the that's the thing that breaks it all you're right Oh, Who boy. cares about Red Matter? Oh, yeah. one last, one last comment. I love the bit when they're going to Kronos and bad for the ladies. Uhura is having her little mm-hmm. fit. You didn't care. You guys are doing and, this now? And he serves up my planet got destroyed. I love that. Because it's, you know, now personally... I like would have saved that for a really big argument, <laughs> like going to a titty bar on a bachelor party. You know, and just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a lap dance." Yeah, yeah. hey, my whole planet got destroyed in front of my eyes. My mother died in front of me. I was reaching for her, so I'm getting the lap dance. <laughs> you know, but still, I loved him serving that up. So that was kind of And funny. once again, Paul, th- I, th- I would love to hear more women's reaction to this. You said, Mike, you brought your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Because he talks about his fucking planet dying and it hurting. But he doesn't mention his mother's well, expiration well, right in front of his face again. Aurora kind of gets this warm little smile. Did you, you know, like yeah, she's like, like oh, like, okay, oh, I, I understand. Like, oh, that's now. right. I'm I a woman, it. and I must be a caring, individ- understanding individual. he just individual. chooses not to feel. That was okay. a tender moment. It's... It, <laughs> but i do love him serving man i would milk that shit for everything (laughs) for the rest of your life are you you take the trash out well i could but my planet got destroyed (laughs) oh you mean like the way my mother dropped out in front of my eyes all right i'll take out the trash my god yeah yeah do the dishes Uh, i can't stand watching the water go down the sink (laughs) just like my planet falling in on itself I would oh, love shit. to see I would love to see stronger females for that for that matter you really want to fuck the audience's expectations make it a female con man there you go why not yeah why not if you're really mirror universing shit if you're really putting well, there stuff were females one, 180, in the botany bay so yeah. oh great well we never fucking saw them they were all frozen no, you mean you in the original one? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. Space yeah. Seed, you Dude, saw him. For in Space Seed and in the original, in the original Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And I mean, and Carol Marcus in that second movie was such an interesting, integral part of that flick, man. Yeah, she was a strong, She's a strong, strong scientist, man. She strong did a Genesis device. Strong, dude. Strong. And there's just none of that in this. And it's a little disheartening. It's more than a little disheartening, actually. Uh, I see enough of this tirade. Well, anyway, yeah. And for me, for me, that actually plays into what my comment about blue-eyed, pasty-skin con. Because yeah. I think, I think they're, they're, you know, it's. And I myself, I'm not big on hyping on the straight white male being the default. There, there were missed norm, opportunities, but 
Yeah, it's like, and come on, Cumberbatch is great, and yes, he is the flavor of the month right well, now. What's so but funny, there are Indian actors out there sure, who could have done yeah, absolutely. And what's so funny is for all the diversity in the film, yes, none of the diverse characters are written diversely. Right, everybody is written in a stereotypical, gender-specific, boxy way. Very ster- even with the white guys. Everybody. Anton Yelchin was asked by Abrams to play up the Russian accent thing. Yep. And uh, uh, um, Peg is being stereotypical, emotional I Scotsman. He was probably the best thing in the movie. He was. He was great. He was Simon great. Pegg. I thought he was great, and I still love to death Carl Urban's fucking. Uh-huh. Bones. He Bones is, is hit. So funny. He is just it. kills me. Worship at the feet of Urban. really good. Really yes. good. So there's still you know yeah for as much as we were, we were a lot of great well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So. So here ends the spoilers. Got <laughs> <laughs> a time note on that. Indeed. Like, a, what, an hour into the show now? Only right. 51 minutes, But guys. I do have to Holy say, crap. Cumberbatch's Charlie X was a genius maneuver. Yeah, yes. that was pretty funny. Damned good. And I'm glad they kept the song. I thought he was going to be um, maybe uh, Finnegan. I would have loved him to have been Finnegan. Dude, I, didn't you say that once before? Yeah. Because that, I mean, man, now you're really... Now you're really researching your original series. Well, not only that, that, you're playing with something that has a lot of play. Yeah, there's you can you can interpret that and play with it. Yeah, there's no not there's a no lot established of other exactly. than they went to the academy together and he always went, used to beat him exactly. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got a rival. I don't know, whatever. There was so, another Trek. There was another Trek original series episode where a friend of Kirk's from the academy framed him for his death. Hmm. I mean, there there were tons, yeah. And what's okay. the one with the other, here lies James R. Kirk, almost knocks him into the... That's the first uh, official episode yeah, after Where No the Man Has Gone Before. That's well, the second that? pilot. Who's that? That's, who's that uh, that's, that's him? Gary, Gary Mitchell. Mitchell. Gary Mitchell. So yeah. there you go. So like, that could have been, that could have worked with Gary Mitchell too. Mm. So, unless you're a big Star Wars head, news you don't give a shit about. Oh, oh yeah. Star Wars head, so I'm going to clearly give a right, shit about yeah. this. this sounds like no, it's because big Star Wars heads don't care about the last hour. Oh, big Star Wars oh. head. Okay. Hours? Is that all it was? That's it. <laughs> good job with that. Right to us. Say comment. Still, go see it. It's a good flick. Please. It's not as good, though, as Iron Man 3. I oh, love Iron yeah. Man 3. There's a lot of hatred for Iron Man 3, People too. are crazy on that one. I know. I don't get it. It is crazy. I like that one Come a lot. Come on. Robert Downey Jr. That. talking Shane Black dialogue. How so can good. you lose? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, I'm just going to read the uh, PR sheet on this. Get ready for Kindle Worlds, a place for you to publish fan fiction inspired by popular books, shows, movies, comics, music, and games. Mm. With Kindle Worlds, you can write new stories based on featured worlds, engage an audience of readers, and earn royalties. Amazon Publishing has secured licenses from Warner Brothers Television Group's Allo Entertainment for Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars, (laughs) and The Vampire Diaries, with licenses for more worlds on the way. And so that's from the PR bit. Here's some choice bits from their author's Kirsten, page. Kirsten, your chance to publish your, your Gossip Girls fanfic. Dude, I've been waiting for a venue, and I can make money off this. Oh, oh my God. Boy. So here's some choice bits uh, from their author's page if You're you want to go deeper. to change some names. <laughs> Kindle Worlds is easy to use. When the Kindle Worlds self-service submission platform opens, you'll be able to upload your story easily, along with a title, editorial description, and other information. 
Sign up to be notified when we launch the platform. Kindle Worlds will accept novels, novellas, and short stories inspired by the worlds we have licensed. All works accepted for Kindle Worlds will be published by Amazon Publishing. Amazon Publishing will pay royalties to the rights holder of the world, we call them world licensors, and to you. Your standard royalty rate for the works, at least 10,000 worlds, words, will be 35% of net revenue. Net! <laughs> the standard fuck the writer clause. <laughs> In addition, with the launch of Kindle Worlds, Amazon Publishing will pilot an experimental new program for particularly short works between 5,000 and 10,000 words. For these short stories, typically priced under a dollar, Amazon will pay the royalties for the world licensor and will pay authors a digital royalty of 20% of net revenue. The loyal royalty for these shorter works is due to significantly higher fixed costs per digital copy. For example, credit card fees when prices for the entire class uh, is likely under a dollar. Now, Amazon Publishing will acquire all rights to your new stories. Of course. Including sure. global, global publication rights yeah. for the term of copyright. That makes sense. And Kindle Worlds is a creative community where worlds grow with each new story. Nightmare. You will own the copyright to the original copyrightable elements such as character scenes and events that you create and include in your work and the world licensor will retain the copyright to all the original elements of the world when you submit your story in a world you are granting amazon publishing the exclusive license to the story and all the original elements you include in the story this means that your story and all the new elements must stay within the applicable world we will allow kindle world's authors to build on each other's ideas and elements we will also give the world licensor a license to use your new elements and incorporate them into other works without further compensation to you. Amazon Publishing will set the price of Kindle World Stories, mostly priced between $0.99 cents and $3.99. In other words, you're being paid a pittance to come up with new ideas for these licenses. For Hollywood worlds. to mine, yep. yeah. Yep. Wow. It's terrible. At no it's extra exactly compensation what, to yeah, you. Exactly terrible. Yep. Terrible. And so many people will do it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and and what you just said there about them owning the original stuff and then the new stuff. So if you write a couple new characters, all they have to do is change those names yep. into either something completely new that they want or just the old characters and rewrite it, and you don't get diddly squit. Yeah. Oh boy, but but you know this is all Fallout from Fifty Shades of Grey. That's oh, sure. what I was thinking while you were saying it. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's Fifty Shades of Grey, and yeah, they put rules the to it because Fifty Shades of Grey started off as Twilight, Twilight fan, fan fiction, fiction. right? Yeah. Right, and it became right. this phenomenal thing, and this is typical of you know day late and a dollar short. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. corporation trying to get up on this bandwagon. It's not going to happen. Uh, I think fan fictioners, the good ones, have already got their whole systems of dissemination out there. The blogosphere is not dead yet. Uh, this will appeal to a small minority, but it looks hopefully they'll only continue to get Drek type worlds to build in. And well, on top of that. There's no enforcement of editors here. This is, you know, you yeah. publish it as is. Mm. And so, I don't know if you've read a book that has a lack of an editor to it. Ugh. I've read quite a few, and I don't recommend it. It's a Paying rough... for fanfic. Yeah. Dude, as opposed I, to just I calling it up write, on a forum. I want to write a Gossip Girl episode where their feet keep growing. <laughs> and they can't stop their feet growing. And they just wake up and their feet just keep getting bigger and bigger. And it never stops. And this, this, by the time the episode's over, their feet are as big as the Capitol building. 
They're just stuck. Because they're marching on Washington <laughs> with their giant Literally. Feet. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I think Gossip Girl, I think Big Feet marching on Washington. Yep. Actually, more of the Washington uh. feet. What, Jeff, are you exasperated uh, by how how well, how how CJ. visual this is? I thought he was making the yeah the typical noise that's made while reading fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be slash fic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so that self service line meant something else. <sighs> <laughs> I, it would be foot fetish in the extreme. Oh, oh boy, yeah. I think he's almost there. A foot Jesus. so big, Moving on. you can <laughs> climb inside the toenail. Oh. There's a there's a tent city underneath the big toenail, like that stupid medical thing that's got the little damn mite thing that jumps on the the commercial jumps yep. under the fingernail or the toenail. Yeah, that, that you can actually thing. see the fungus growing. Kind of yeah. like that, except that that you there's a whole tent city under this big toenail, and they're living off the mushrooms and yes. uh, all having a big celebration, Moving sliding on. in the in the rivets oh. of the of the skin. Hey, Hooferville. Uh, yeah, hoof hoof exactly Hooferville. Yeah. Hooferville. News you don't give a shit about. From our marketing on the March section, here's Domino's new idea. Domino, motherfucker! Imprint a rental disc with heat-sensitive and scented ink so that when the movie is over, you pop the disc out and it looks and smells like a hot pizza, bearing the message that tells you you should order from Domino's next time you watch a movie. This is currently being tested in Brazil. I heard about that. It's mixed results on the, the testing so far. Well, if it's anything like those scratch and sniff pizza stickers I got in elementary school. Right, right. It's like, mmm. <laughs> that mm. smell more like B.O., I think, yeah. than <laughs> yeah. the pizza. Like, mm, I need to call out for some Lysol. <laughs> mm. So how would you get this movie? Uh, it's you, any you, movie rental you, yeah, at certain so participating places. itself. going to be... Paying movie distributors to create movies this yeah, way. Yeah, just like picture you, you pop the, the disc it's out just of your, the disc. Your, your DVD player or your Blu-ray yeah, player. You know how they get warm when yeah, they're, they're spinning in there? I understand that. When it pops out, the warmth actually but triggers why would the anyone, scent uh, mod, uh, molecule. Why would anyone choose embedded. to have a DVD that does that? It's not a choice. It's not a choice. It's a rental. It's you go rent it. Like the you rental go to DVDs. So, they, so Domino's has to... Pay yes. 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 these distributors. It's like yes. slipping a coupon those. in there, but okay. it's just a little more. I would much be happier with a coupon. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> most most people would. Yeah. It's like you go to Redbox, you put your money in, the thing <laughs> pops out, and it's, I think it's most people your would. disc looks like a pizza. <laughs> well, it, and it's, yeah. it's dumb because the all the discs now just look black because it's covered with that ink. So it's like black with a very subtle marking of the name of the movie, very generic. Mm-hmm. And then and then it heats up and it and it changes. I've seen DV or video so of this. So it changes from that it black changes to from that yeah, black to it looks like a pizza. Um, 9 inch nails did this years ago with um, shit. What survivalism? <clears throat> yeah, survivalism. Did you get a copy with that? No, but I have heard about. Okay, so survivalism was great. So survivalism had this whole uh, ARG thing connected to it. And the disc, uh, when I got it, it already heated up because we live in Vegas, and it was already, oh, you know, it was already fucking white. And I was like, what? And it has all this this numbers and stuff on it, and and this information. It's like, 
you if, if you are listening to this uh, and you know of someone who has tried to make an illegal copy of this disc, please call. Uh, they may be in violation of section da 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 and this and that, this that kind of thing and, and all this real real weird printing. So like it's a basically black disc, and then when you when it heats up, it goes white and it looks all creepy and like this federal labeling and all this weird little stuff. So you call the number and you get this robo girl voice telling you like. If you would like to inform on a relative or friend, please press two. <laughs> yeah, it's re- it's it's really wow. great. It's really because the album is this dark dystopian. Now, yeah, did they okay. do it in a, in, a, in a German accent? Because no, no, it's a, it's just a straight up. It's a robot. There's no accent wow. to it. It's very but but this technology has been around for a while. Uh, I liked seeing it utilized for an artistic ma- means. Now seeing it for a purely yeah, that was artistic that's making inevitable. a statement. Yeah, that's inevitable. I mean, it's I the way it is. But how long before we get something that smells like pussy, so we're motivated to buy porn? Um, right? <laughs> I don't know about you. That will stop me buying whatever that product. <laughs> product didn't we already is. didn't we already talk that on a future show or a past show rather? We future future show? The bottled the bottled uh, scent thing. I We've some Japanese. You're nodding your head, like Todd, that, yeah. and then you stopped. Yeah, there was there was smell. Well, it was not of, there about was, the future show. Well, I was, remember from that. It was it was girl sweat, right? Yeah, some Japanese, yeah. some Japanese girl, yeah. teenage had girl sweat. Girl sweats, mostly yeah. coming out of Japan. Yeah, a boob sweat or yeah, boob smell. And there was, was an boob sweat stickers. bottling yeah. vaginal yeah. juice and yeah. and having met wow, that same bottle. You know what? I'm actually regretting having made that joke. Really, <laughs> it's been done before. <laughs> well, it, mostly because we're talking about it. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm regretting it, Jeff. I'm not regretting because my idea has been ninjed by the Japanese. <laughs> I'm regretting that we're talking about. Take a drink, everyone. But the dangerous thing is, if it does become a commonplace thing, and they do start putting like lady scents on promotional hustler DVDs and whatnot, the day there's a switch up at the factory and you get Poon Pizza, you got a whole lot of upset clientele. I'm craving both pizza and Poon Tang. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, why don't you stick some pepperoni up your vagina? It'll be good. Just as so long as you don't get confused and you like eat the pussy and then fuck the pizza, especially <laughs> when it's still hot. <laughs> and how did you get oh, these the burns? cheese? The cheese is stuck there. <laughs> Tomato sauce. Ouch! Oh, ouch! Papa's in the house. <laughs> Strangely, I want pizza now. <laughs> it's this pizza's time of the month. <laughs> or pizza you want strange now. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Weekend geek. Yay. It's all pies. <laughs> Get your slice. Pies. Get a wedge. <laughs> American pie. <laughs> infinity. The hot pizza. Get the meat lover. Oh, hello. <laughs> Roast beef, anyone? It's the next American Pie straight to DVD. Uh, wouldn't be clam pizza? <laughs> there is, isn't there? <laughs> what I, happened? I fucked a pizza, Dad. I fucked a pizza. <laughs> I'm the new American Pie. That's one of the straight to DVD ones they keep putting out every six months. Does he fuck a pizza in one? No, I'm saying that will be the next one. <laughs> How? Do you listen to anything no. I ever yeah, said? Yeah, don't you know here? Jeff is talking future shows now? <laughs> There's been like 28 of them. That's I figured true. at some point this maybe they fucked a pizza. Jeff. This is uh, 20s Jeff from the 2020s. <laughs> ah, the roaring 20s. <laughs> Can't wait. The 20s are roaring, all right. <laughs> Pizzas are roaring. 
Uh, so, yeah, the internet's went all the flutters with the Xbox reveal. Yes, they have. <laughs> and no one really knows what's going on That's for sure. That's the problem. No one's, yeah, nobody it's, knows. It's, everybody is reacting to, to nothing. They're, they're, they're reacting yeah. to no, no information. No, well, it's not no, absolutely nothing. nothing yeah, but they're, they're reacting to words spoken by, M- the, by Microsoft, who then reply when asked further, we'll tell you later. Yeah. yeah. So, Or they contradict themselves in yes. the reply. Yes. So... Here's some of that, but again, grain of salt it a bit, because there's still there's still week. no official yeah. official word, and who knows when we'll get it? Probably not until after E3. I've heard all kind of crazy yeah. talk. Who knows? But uh, according to retailers who spoke under the condition of anonymity with them, I'm sorry, I'm making anemone, I'm a clownfish. My name is Paul Michel, and I have created a new conditioner <laughs> called anonymity. <laughs> My conditioner will leave your hair soft, and no one will know who did it. You will say, "Who did this who hair?" Are you? And I say, Do "I, I know don't you? know. I really don't know. It's anonymity." <laughs> I'm Paul Michel. Do I, I know bring you? you? The best conditioner you ever had. That's don't blow dry. Blow dry will kill your hair. Only use anonymity. <laughs> Anonymous? Sure, I'll say conditions of anonymity. That's the word. Conditions of anonymity. Thank you. To MCV and industry sources who spoke with Eurogamer. Uh, Microsoft will require retailers to sign an agreement and use a system for tracking games that are resold back to retailers. Retailers who've agreed to Microsoft's terms and conditions uh, for selling Xbox One games will let Microsoft know that a game has been traded in and that the game will then be wiped from the Xbox Live account it was associated with. So when you sell an Xbox One game, Microsoft and the publisher of the game will get a cut of the profits. While the retailer can sell the game for whatever price it likes, it would have to take into account that it now has to share whatever profit it makes with both Microsoft and the publisher. Uh, Microsoft will charge an activation fee, but both MCV and Eurogamer say that users will pay for that at retail and not when first using the game on their console. Uh, Both publications also say that Microsoft and publishers will share the money from the activation fee. Uh, One site cited by both reports, uh, Console Deals uh, out of UK, put the average price of a used Xbox One game at £35, comes out to around $52. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what a lot of them go for at... They go for fifty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so, a I big mean, three dollar discount. Yeah. As far as the end, if this is what happens, as yeah. far as the end user is concerned, they're not going to notice the uh, price. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are because that price can stay fixed and monopolized as long as they like. But I'm like, I'm I'm saying when you go into GameStop and you see oh used game, you pull it off the shelf, the sticker price that's on there includes that activation fee. If this is the setup that they're talking about Maybe. it's not it's not yeah. you get home you put it in your console yeah. and they say you now owe us 50 bucks if you want to play this game i hope yeah. this is what is what this is saying is it's worked into okay. the system so as so far as gross. the end user is concerned it's, it's so gross it's they're double dipping transition. man they're double dipping triple dipping it's they're gonna kill they're gonna but you knew this was coming well, because the publishers have been bitching about not being able to get a cut of the secondhand market for a while sure. this is their way of doing but it. I'm not uh, saying I agree right. with it or that it's but right. But now they do authors of books you buy at garage sales nope. yeah. and DVDs. Again, yeah. CDs. I'm not saying it's right. right, and I'm not saying I agree with it. But I'm saying, as far as the end user is concerned, 
they, they won't care because right. they're you're not buying a game you're just yeah, licensing it you're use. buying yeah you're buying a used game they are as ushering far as in with this technology they are ushering in the second great video game crash you heard it here first. I hope they do. It's going to happen. I hope they as do. As far as console this market whole, is concerned, this whole it's licensing earned. second. Yeah. Second. I, it's, it's preposterous. So fun. I actually. No the, consumer rights. Uh, uh, several months ago on a podcast, a writer I greatly respected actually talked about a similar model, the licensing model, when she was talking about, like, in theater, when she does a theater production. You're, she, licensing, coming in to see that theater. Pro- and I was like. I fucking hate that this is getting into people's heads because this whole thing of the, the, the getting your piece of the second sale and the third sale is just, I think, a load of horseshit. And I'm talking not only as a consumer, but as someone who is an actor and also wants to write and be paid for it. It's like, fine, give me my piece for the first sale, but for fuck's sake, what is it with this? And this is obviously an attempt to cash in on that. And I hope you're right, Paul. I hope it fucking I think crushes it. You gotta remember, these laws were not written for the consumer. These laws are all oh, written I know by, by the corporations, for the corporations, so we're never going to see this go away. Unless uh, the money, unless it hurts them financially. Yeah, hopefully it will. Hopefully but it, it, will. It, it really won't. That's cause what, I don't know. What, what, I what know I'm lots saying, of people who buy games secondhand because they're cheaper yes, and they've heard yes. about them. And what I'm saying is if this model holds up, the average consumer is not going to see a difference. They're going to go to hold will, up. How do I sell you my game? Where's the in, where's the okay, activation okay. fee payment in there? What they're saying <laughs> is that you go you take your used game to GameStop. This is just just average user is going to go into like say a GameStop. Say I want to sell this game. They say I'll give you twenty dollars for it, which I'm being generous because a lot of times whatever GameStop gives whatever you number. But it's like we will give you twenty dollars for it. Perfect. You give them the game. You get your money. You put it towards store credit, whatever, etc. Whatever. Now the store itself. Punches it into the database. Yes, I know. It goes to Microsoft. They get their cut. Good. The next person walks in and says, you walk oh, on this carpet. game is used. You've got out of your car. You make sure that the lights are off because Jeff, you don't want your battery to go down. How do I? But, but like, walk but out. Mentioned, but how do you sell the a door. game at a garage sale? Is your sale? window up? How do you Back sell out a game to, check to your on friend? And I, and I get that. And I'm, I'm saying I agree with you in principle. But what I'm saying is the average user doesn't do that. The I don't average think... user goes into GameStop, sees, oh, this game is, is used for $15 cheaper than new. I'm going to buy that. They go to the cash register. They pay their money. They go home. They pop it in their system. Carson, speak to your point. One thing I did read, and again, I can't vouch that this is how it's going to work. But according to one report I read, that if I lend you a game, when it reads that number, that's whatever it is, that's imprinted on that disc, it realizes that you have that disc now. It takes it away from my account so you can play it. Once it's back on my account, then it goes there. Then it puts like little bits on your account, which allows you to then digitally buy that through them and attach it to there. That's basically it's... Okay, now... And honestly... Well, 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 well then, then what is the point? If, it tra- if I give it to the, you... It, and when it comes you- down to it's DRM. So it's it's basically it's trying to guard sure against piracy. copying. Yes, piracy is what it's fighting. And and one of the things that I, I I just read this week that made me go oh, is and and I and your Jimquisition kind of references it a little bit that you showed me this afternoon. Ultimately, I think what they're trying to do with this new system 
is get onto that model that they've been using on um, desktop computers gaming forever. Is that you 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 download Steam, you download your games day and date. You don't have to go to the store to buy them, and you just download it and play it directly off your console. So there is no secondhand market for that stuff. Right. There is well, that no was way to Paul's take prediction it. years ago that eventually yes. it all and goes. And I think that's what they're kind of... Tr- this is like a step to wean us off of this notion of going to and buying a, a physical piece of media because the media that's on it, we don't own. We own that piece of plastic that it's on, and that's it. So we they're, don't they're, own they're, the software. Okay, so they, there's basically digital stores now. Steam, yeah. uh, iTunes Store. So exactly. Microsoft are that's, doing their own store. Yeah, this is essentially what they're trying to do. At least that's what I'm reading into it. If, again... If this is the model that they right. that yeah. they that they use, I but mean, there's still no definitive word from it's Microsoft. Just, it's just it's still it's just so ultimately anti-consumer. It will so. Uh, well, let me know, ask Jim you Quisition this: Paul. says How many? the same thing. It totally takes away. You know, they, they're wanting to promote more new game sales, but used game sales are and trading and all that kind of stuff is what promotes used games or new game sales. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's just ultimately, I think it's going to it's going to work against us for so many reasons. The dissemination of art in any way is going to get squelched more and more. Fewer people are going to have the technology in their hands. Fewer people are going to be able to forward in more interesting titles. Uh, underfunded or less than AAA ridiculous blockbuster garbage games are never going to get funded because there's not going to be a, a profit margin for them. It's just it's it's it could be really bad. Um, well, yeah. let me ask you this. You said you download a lot of games on your 3DS, right? I do. I've downloaded a handful. Mm-hmm. Versus physical media purchased mm-hmm. at the store, mm-hmm. what would you say the percentage is download versus physical media? I'm right 3DS? at about half right now. About 50-50? Mm-hmm. So, probably the same on your Xbox because you download a lot of games there. Uh, right? I'm exactly 50-50 on my Xbox. I have like 100 physical games and about 100 downloaded games. So you're already being weaned off of the notion of going to the store and buying the physical but there's differences of- there's differences and the reason I'll download it on my 3DS is because that's mine in perpetuity and the 3DS itself is mine so were I to resell it I guess if I cleared off all my information that's kind of yeah, fucked up uh, yeah it follows yeah. you yeah that's fucked up so I don't know uh but this that's essentially I don't the li- model that yeah. they're doing right well, now I don't like if it this goes so there. Well, all right. It's it's gross. I mean, it's gross. <laughs> it's really the. But you've already bought into the system. You're already downloading. It's because I'm a mega consumer of games. On your your. Because DS, I'm a mega consumer of games, but I think Joe Average is gonna. I don't know. I, don't I know still think Joe Average is not gonna even know a difference. Well, that's what they're banking on. They're banking on people aren't gonna give a fuck and are gonna buy anything no matter what. Yeah. Because they're not going to see on. this all back end stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, he could be right. He could and be right. And it's interesting to see how it works out. The, the you know okay, okay so you want to go the optimist route um, if you if you find this stuff actually catching on and there is more of a day of online digital sale thing going on that they engender goodwill and people really get into it and then it becomes a service like Steam that people actually trust and enjoy because there are occasional sales deep discounts there's a you know this whole set of um bonuses for buying certain content Mm -hmm. tradable items between other games and that kind of thing it could there can be some benefits to it there can be 
There but, can be only one. But to me, not being able to go into a used store is going to suck. Maybe that's just because it's the old me, but that's where I discover a lot of things. Sure. Well, again, according to both Microsoft and GameStop, you will be able to. Just who knows under what rules. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's weird, man. And because the publishers now have a stake in that second sale, mm-hmm. you know, what is the price con- controlling going to be like? Because now you can go into Gamefly and dig through the $5 bin and five some- find something decent that you want to play. But in the future, is that are mm-hmm. they going to have the $5 bins? It's going to depend on like exactly. I think it's going to be the bucks, same yeah. as now. It's going to depend on the popularity of the game. You would think so, yeah. But I'm just, uh, it, it's. I'm personally curious to see how that's going to work. How uh, GameFly is going to work. I get a lot of my games from that. How borrowing borrowing games are going to work. Yeah. Uh, I borrowed Mass Effect from you, and I ended up buying the whole series because I loved it. I borrowed uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which got me back into Assassin's Creed, and I bought into that whole series because I loved it. That's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, Those that's, kind that's, of anecdotal that's exactly what will that what will that be? Yeah, it'll because, cripple that. It'll cripple the sharing of it all. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yet you'll be able to share more through social media. Yay! <laughs> yeah, everybody gets to talk about the same two games. <laughs> Fucking great. Right. Who cares? Well, Paul, maybe it'll lead to a boom of smaller independent games yeah. where you're not. Spending a metric shit ton. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna drive a lot Think of people well. to it's gonna drive a lot of people to to PC platform. Yep. Steambox is gonna have a real opportunity to make something happen if that yep. goes through. Yep. And uh, for the first time in a long time, I went to my classic game store yesterday. Good old Game World. Just shopping around, picking up some Nest titles that I had. I'm, I'm you know I've got a lot of fucking games, so it's getting down to the wire here. But I'm picking up just a few, you know, and I'm getting like games for like three dollars. Yeah. How awesome, right? This right. cool cartridge game. Talking to the guy behind the counter, and he shared the exact same opinion as I. And for the first time this generation, there's actual impetus inside my classic gamer body to possibly purchase a Wii U just because they're not kowtowing to these uh, publisher demands. And you can but still publishers are starting to abandon the Wii U. EA has abandoned the Wii U, and so well, fucking what? And also, EA has backed off from that, and ah, have, have announced like right. fifteen games. Interesting. They're making for so, the Wii U. but but I but I truly, and I was reading something today about that too, because Nintendo goes by its own fucking rules, man. They, they do, do what they yeah. want. They don't listen to shareholders. They don't listen to the people. They don't listen to the publishers. Right to consumers. To con- no, <laughs> they, they don't. But their product is always. I mean, that 3DS is my favorite system right now. Yeah. Well, here's a, I brought it with me. Here's an art, uh, I read an article this week on the, the Wii U and some of the things that Nintendo is doing that's, that's hurting the system. And one of the points they made that I hadn't thought about was the fact that these two new consoles that are coming out, the, the PS4 and the, the Xbox One, are both using the x86 CPU architecture. Which means that for the game Those developers, games easily be it's easy to, to make, develop yep. a PC version and a console version for both consoles with minor tweakings. To write a game for the Wii U, they now have to go back and completely rewrite yeah, the game it because it's based on a last generation power PC CPU architecture. So they're saying that's hurting Nintendo as well because... There's not going to be the financial benefit to completely rewrite the game based on the Wii U's install base. So 
you may not get a version of the newer, most popular. Well, and that's fine because the Wii U games. can't really handle it. It needs and more it innovative. That's, that's it another. It can't really handle argument it. from a lot of these yeah. engineers. Is they're like, it can't do. It can't really handle what it. we they want. They made it some to major do. missteps, but but at the same time, as I'm saying, as shitty as that system is, it's looking more appealing. In comparison, well, sales Honestly, certainly went up the day after the announcement. I yeah, will say that. in the in the UK, it went up what six hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, there you go. I think the Wii U will find its time. For one yeah. thing, Nintendo has the. I mean, when you think about gaming, you think about the classic characters that Nintendo created. They own those first and, party titles are what and make, allow them that's to survive. What's going to allow them to to survive. I this, just yeah. bought Donkey Kong. Love the new Donkey Kong mm-hmm. on the 3DS. They improved on the Wii version. It's easier. It's more fun. It feels like fucking Donkey Kong Country, not torture porn. How do I win this goddamn bullshit? <laughs> well, should you be wondering about what's going to happen with your Xbox 360 that you currently own? This was good news. Uh, Microsoft tells OXM that it can sell 25 million more Xbox 360s even after it rolls out the Xbox One. Uh, the 360 itself has sold an estimated 77.2 million units since it launched in 2005. Speaking to UK's official Xbox magazine, Senior VP uh, Youssef Mendy said that Microsoft plans to sell these 25 million digital consoles over the next five years. Uh, Mendy admits that a large number of those sales will probably come from replacements, but Microsoft is also planning a huge announcement related to the Xbox 360 for E3 to keep owners of the aging console engaged. In addition to an expected update to the system's dashboard, Microsoft might announce some enhancements or changes to its subsidized pricing strategy for the system that it introduced last year. Uh, Mendy also told the publication that an increased focus on entertainment and TV could help the company sell hundreds of millions of Xbox Ones. Uh, Mendy said that if you can go broader than a game console, then you can, from 300 million total console sales this generation, to potentially upwards a billion next that's how we're thinking of the Xbox opportunity as we go forward, unquote. Well, the 360 thing, definitely. I mean, it makes sense because there's precedent. The The PS2 was supported for, what, 20 years total by the Very time close. they Sony finally said, that's it, we're yep. cutting production, we're not going to support it anymore. Close to it. 20 years, PS2? Not Well, it hasn't been out 20 years, but it's uh, it had, a, it had, it just celebrated, what, 11 years? Yeah. So... It's, uh, yeah. Let's see. PS2 came out in... Quick, to the internet. Well, you're talking doing to the it PS, right now. You're talking to the whole PlayStation brand. Yeah, about 20 years. Yeah. Uh, pl- yeah, PlayStation 2 was, what, 97? 98? PlayStation 2? No. No, it went out about 2000. 15 years. Yeah. Right? Was it 2000? 15 yeah. years. Because it was okay. about... 97 when I got my yeah, first 2000, 2001, well, I'm, actually. regardless I'm excited about this this announcement makes me happy because I've got five more solid years with the Xbox I love that system very happy with the 360 looking forward to the chance to well I mean not looking forward to the chance but you know I will I will replace that system if I need to with another one because uh, I've got that big library and that makes me think I've got probably a good seven years of online support still coming from 13 it. years March 4th 2000 and EA said they are at least planning on supporting the Xbox until 2017, the Xbox 360. Great. At least so that's that five, far. That's four more years of, yeah. No, and, and there's going to be all that doubling of, of titles. You're going to be able to buy the kind of less graphically enhanced version of things for a while and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we talked about that last time. And Yeah, so we've got probably another good solid eight years of online. Yeah. 
it's a it'll be a viable system i hope uh because i really don't want to buy a new xbox one for a while if i if ever i don't know man it well, fucking system okay, scares so me this is something we were talking yeah. about earlier uh, todd and i there's a lot of people that are making that say, oh, I am not going to buy an Xbox One. You know, I firmly will not buy this. And there is a media strategy, right, or a, a marketing strategy that's out right now that uses this whole notion of constant disinformation to get the public really angry and really polarize them. And then all of a sudden you make your firm... You know, this is this is absolutely okay. Everything that you guys have been angry about, here it is. These are the actual rules that are going to be. And then they're like, "Oh, that's not so bad." And so they have this this whole notion of, "Oh, I do want one now," mm-hmm. and it's a total one eighty from where they were. And it is a a, it's strategy, a strategy that is yeah. being employed. They it say, is hey, out in the public. You're going to eat shit pie for the next two years. Get ready, nothing but shit pie. Oh, oh. I know what you're saying. It's you not really shit. shit. It's chocolate mousse. Here's what's going on. No, it's just the corn from the shit. It's not <laughs> shit. Just corn that was in shit. You'll eat that, right? Okay. Yeah, it but is. I'm going to predict But it's a right lesser two, two evils kind of thing. It's yeah. still fucking... I, 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 I'm going to make a prediction right now. I think you will buy an Xbox One within a year of its launch. I think you're going to reverse your tone. I'm going to. I'm saying this right now. So I think you're going to reverse your tone once they've made all their reveals by the end of this year. I'm not saying you're going to buy it day and date of no, launch, I but it'll be within 12 months. Okay. I, I can almost guarantee Not it. impossible. I think I've waited close to the two-year mark on the previous two Xbox systems, but it's still within a possibility. Hell, we had to take you to Walmart and make you buy the first Xbox, yeah, and, I, and then you ended up... Yeah. It was you like, hated it for all of... what? Didn't you return the first one, too? Yeah. And then I six months later, six you months bought later, it and yeah. loved it. The yeah. true biography. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> true Hollywood story. Right? Biography. Hey, I got famous a, Paul. I got a PS3 for Christmas, and I took it back. So you know. <laughs> you'll have one of those soon. No, this I don't think I ever will. Because the more I still look at that thing, there, there's only there are only ten games. There's about ten games that I can't get on any other system, and it's not worth it for me to go. Not even ten. And not only that, but also PS4 is being very mum right now. On how yeah. their system works and all this. Yeah, who knows? And it, it could great. very well work the same way. In fact, there's a few insiders that are saying uh, Sony's doing the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah that's I've, th- I've heard that as well. And and that's the reason why that that's the reason why EA was making those statements about Nintendo is because Nintendo won't play ball and get on this charging people for used game sales because they're like that doesn't hurt us guys. That has never hurt us. That's kind of what we are. We are a classic game family that deals in old shit. I mean, we have museums dedicated to our systems going back 70, 80 years, or not, not 70. Wow. <laughs> to, to the 70s, early 70s, late 60s, you so know. back when they were a trading card company? Not even, well, they've got their Hanafuda cards, <laughs> but they've got, you know, stuff that they were making. Years. Back when video games were shadow puppets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. maybe, what about that? What about all this online DRM controlling shit giving someone somewhere the opportunity to go, well, let's not go that route. 
and see what about that giving them an edge. The Oya system? Creating some goodwill? Oya, whatever yeah, the hell no, it's called. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, you know, going back a to, different the, system. to the whole, yeah, just you, you buy your console, you play your game. You can go online because you can buy any downloadable content or you can get your patches, but we're not going to go DRM shit crazy and we're not going to worry about all that. Essentially, Good luck isn't getting that the big publishers on, on board on that. That's the problem, the, mm, the few big publishers, yeah. but... I but think as far what, as indie game, indie console? gaming, and what you're talking about, I think appeals to classic gaming too. You had that new um, Neo Geo refit that's come out that mm-hmm. they're selling cartridge packs for and stuff like that. So that's a way to you know it's still a little more expensive, but right. you've got an, you've got a system that's not going to get fucked with. You own the shit. You could sell it or trade it, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no DRM on that on that kind of thing. That's why I'm going back and buying more. Nest carts and things like that. I mean, I've always been a collector of those sure. things, but you know, those things are just going up. Value on those are just going up. It's never going to really dip. I mean, yeah, I got I got some good stuff in it my collection. It won't dip, but it'll plateau. I don't know. Soon. I don't know. I think, if anything, it might spike. I, I think, uh, yeah, so run out and buy five copies of Fester's Quest because <laughs> that's our advice. <laughs> oh the money's God, in Fester's Quest. Fester's Quest. To invest. All right, what else you got? I got something that's not Xbox, thanks God. All right. (laughs) Uh, Quicksilver, who was recently confirmed for Avengers 2, is going to be in X-Men Days of Future Past first. Really? Yep. Nice. Same actor? Uh, I don't believe so. Well, great. Now, now the reason for such a big deal is that the X-Men film franchise is controlled by Fox, not Disney. So while Pietro Maxinoff can and will appear in Avengers 2, Marvel can't explicitly indicate that he is Magneto's son. That's one major advantage Fox will have over Disney with the character, not to mention that Days of Future Past will be out before Avengers 2. According to HitFix, who supposedly has an insider on the subject, uh, this is not a situation where the two different companies are working together no. to try to create a sense of a larger shared world. <laughs> In They're fact, working against each other to destroy each other. Yeah, if either of them could get the other to back off, they would. Uh, the thing is, Brian Singer has designed a sequence that he feels only works with Quicksilver, and Joss Whedon feels that there is a pressing reason for Quicksilver to show up in the Avengers 2. So what we're going to see is a legally negotiated standoff mm. in which we will get two totally different versions of one character. While they may act like things are amicable in public, HitFix sources says otherwise. Marvel has larger plans for the character, though, and wants to use him for more than just one action sequence. So if you're hoping to see, hoping that uh, Quicksilver's appearance in X-Men would mean a kind of a crossover between the film franchises, you're out of luck. Well, but this is the first time this has happened, and there's still time for Fox to blink. See, I'm kind of curious about how this works, because Fox has rights to X-Men and the characters, but since they haven't used Quicksilver in the past, mm-hmm. do they have rights to him? And that's just it. X, that's a character that's been in both X-Men and Avengers. Yeah. So where where, where he's more of an Wanda and Pietro are more Avengers True. than X Men. I mean, they're more West Coast. But Avengers. it's it's let's really, them get, <laughs> let's, let's, let's really get right to it. They really are. You're throwing down some gauntlets now. I'm just saying, for me, Scarlet Witch is a West Coast Avenger. I don't give a fuck what anybody <laughs> says. Always will be. But you also the fact that they are the kids of Magneto. So, yeah. Yeah. So they exist both, and if they push forward and allow Singer to include the character, there's a chance they're burning down any future cooperation with Marvel who have proved themselves to be hard negotiators and aren't afraid to flex whenever they have to. Well, they so. got Disney muscle now. I was going to yeah. say, the, the, ultimately, 
this works fine for me. I hate it because Disney's kind of wicked, but they can win. Yeah. And I hope they do win against they Fox. They have more than enough money to defeat Fox in the court. I hope they do. Yeah, I can see that like I want the, now I, I want if they can get if they can just get Spider-Man. Oh, if only they could get Spider-Man. They'll Dream never get Spider-Man. On. I know they'll never get Spider-Man. They can talk about how original, you know, in in the comics uh X-Men have Quicksilver. He's 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 part of that world, but also, you know, the movies aren't telling direct stories from the comics. They're telling inspired stories from the comics. So does that mean that the movies have rights to a character directly from the comics when they no longer have that direct source? That's a good question. So that's my argument. That would that'd be my legal. That is. I would make it a little more legal. I'd probably. I'm go to sure the, the lawyers the library. are already on that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> to be honest, but I I would think it'd be in Fox's interest to play nice with Disney. Certainly. And uh, let's hope let's hope that comes about because as, as they want to expand these franchises that they've optioned out, I would like to see more cooperativeness with it. Sure. So hopefully that could happen. Hopefully they get like over there to uh, teach the world. <laughs> exactly. Not, Let's all hold our hands. And not sing to a mention song. the fact that if they did cooperate, that'd be some fucking bucks for the people playing Quicksilver right? and Scarlet right. Witch because no, they'd kidding. be in a bunch yeah. of movies. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder if if there ever will come a time when those corporations will go. Oh, you know what? Instead of fighting this in the courts, we can settle this way creatively, just roll with it and reap the profits. And you know it's so weird because there are the money movies they could that say. have been published that I, I mean I remember seeing movies where it was like it's like Paramount Pictures and Warner Brothers and blah 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 present you know and you're like wow yeah. that's a lot of big studios but going coming, together coming together like that just for Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch is I think it's I think too small well, yeah thing. If too if small anyone, if anyone small can potatoes. teach harmony pardon me. If anyone can teach harmony, it's the mutants, all right? That's where I learned acceptance. <laughs> Charles Xavier and the School for yeah. Gifted Students. You know what? That's where I learned it. Here's my vote. Here's my prediction. You'll see that happen when the superhero movie is on the way out. You're right. right. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Once yeah. it's become a stale genre again. Once you they they will Ten years? Jump what do we shark. got? Oh well. You'll you'll know that that Hollywood that Superhero I would argue Amazing Spider-Man out. jumped the shark. Yeah, well, in a lot of ways, Avengers and too, X-Men will too have quickly rebooted and, and everything. Fox yeah. and Disney will be will be on the way out for superhero movies for this cycle. Yeah. That'll happen. And let's That's not forget, opinion. a lot of these movies are being made in order to keep options. Yeah. Yep. They're not made out of creative love for the character. A fucking men to that. Yep. Every every Fantastic Four movie. Those are the worst things that ever. That's happened. why we're getting another one because the worst things they want to keep ever it. happened. Really, they're worse than anything ever, ever, ever. Wow, I can't stand them. Ever, 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 ever. You know that Justice League movie was a pretty woo. Well, I didn't see that, so I don't know. Woof. Yeah, but did it get did it get a proper release? No, because I think it was once. I think it was a. I'm not sure if that was a serious attempt it's or a bootleg, not. Bootleg, right? Yeah. Is, there, is it a pilot? Is it oh, a serious we, pilot? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, it's a pilot. And yeah, it, dude, David Ogden Stiers was Martian Manhunter. <laughs> which. Wow. And it's just, yeah. It's just really bad. Yeah, and it was also Justice League as X Men. They David were misfits trying which to learn. He? He's the big guy in MASH. Yeah. The big foil against oh. the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what? It, How and old it, was he at that point? Yeah. And, well, dude, I'm, and no offense to David Ogden Stiers, but how big was he well and they they dressed him up just like the comic martian manhunter (laughs) 
What? Yeah. Oh, Is that like red straps wow. and a blue cape? Yes, paint? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just barely covering his yeah. titties. Oh, wow, what you're a making sweetie. me see it all again. What a sweetie. But yeah, guys. It, it, I mean, and it was it was Justice League as X Men. It was a bunch of misfits trying to deal with their powers. Yeah. It was just. It was one of those. Yeah. Fuck the original source material. We just want the <laughs> images. And, and, and weird random trivia tangent. David Ogden stars. Uh, starred in a movie called It Happened in Hollywood, which is an old porn movie. Just See, thought now that's the go. Justice League movie huh. that I liked. <laughs> yeah, really. The best looking Wonder Woman on film, Kimberly Justice King. Lick Unlimited. Bang. Lick. I said Justice Lick, guys. Because I was using League. <laughs> there you go. It was a play on the words. <laughs> the way they do it, like with Edward yeah. Pina's hands. Yeah, Teens like that. <laughs> It's a porn title. Just twist a little bit. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Give me a name of a movie. Yes. Okay, Feel no. the Dreams. Feel the Pussy. Not going to happen. That's the kind of thing. Give me another name <laughs> for a movie. Not, not, not even trying on that what? one. Yeah, Wasn't really? it Feel the feel Dreams? Cream? You might be right. That sounds even better. Let's go with that one. Rambona. Feel the Creams. Rambona. Just like Rambo. How about Old Boy? Old boy. The penetrator. Oh, how about old boy? And he's just happy to be getting some. <laughs> but it's from his... Oh. Uh, I'm not going to spoil old boy. I'm not going to say it. But, <laughs> wow. Spoiler alert. The porn version wasn't yeah, the porn that good. Ver- no, that would be really I guess a, a hard day's night sells itself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. uh, there aren't too many copies of Superman's first appearance lying around. So you wouldn't expect oh, yeah. to find one just lying around, but... That's precisely what happened in Minnesota to resident David Gonzalez while he was remodeling an abandoned house that he'd only recently purchased in Elbow Lake. There, quite literally hidden in the walls, was Action Comics number one. Are you serious? Wow. Mm -hmm. It was evidently being used along with some newspapers as insulation. What? (laughs) Awesome. Just wait, dude. Just wait. Gonzalez, not quite knowing the value of what had fallen into his possession... Uh, placed the comic online for auction. Uh, oh, no. By day two, the bid had exceeded $100,000 and was still growing. Uh, but it's not all good news, sadly. Allegedly, Gonzalez got into a bit of a row with his in-laws, uh, during which time they got a bit handsy on the book. Says Gonzalez, quote, they got all excited and tried to take it. Uh, the result, the comic tragically was torn. Oh, no. They ripped, the back, <laughs> off, they ripped the back page off the thing. Quote, that was a $75,000 tear, according to online auction house Comic Connect co-owner Stephen Fischler. Still, a ripped Action Comics number one is better than none at all. Still worth, you know, I think he bought the house. I would stab a fool. He bought it from them or something? He bought the house for some, like, what, $60,000 or something like that. And the the comic is worth, you know, twice what the, what why did the, the in-laws even give a shit? I'm going home and tearing the walls People out of are crazy, dude. <laughs> People are crazy. House. Yeah. Your house is in, in here isn't old enough. I know. That's one sad thing in Vegas. We don't have houses really old enough to have an action comic. We don't well, have oh, real man. There's a few. We just got bodies <laughs> under the dining room. What a yeah, bunch of balls. Yeah, exactly. got bodies that were buried in the Our, desert. Ours are quite rightly insulated you know, with 90s comics. Yeah. It's, it sounds like such a bizarre story, but it's not unprecedented. There, there, there have been people that have been remodeling these really old homes and found like ancient newspapers and so forth because that was they used whatever was handy for insulation and um like old like denim jeans have been used as insulation um Put clothes that up on ebay and you know it's just it's 
they used what was at hand when building a house. But wow, I've never heard of an Action Comics number one being buried in a wall as insulation. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what kind of condition it was in before the ripped back cover, though. I heard it was in Owen's Corning condition. Hey, because it's a type of insulation. Not a very good one, <laughs> banana. <laughs> 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 Not only does he explain his jokes, he writes them too. I do. <laughs> the ones I write are the worst. That's when I got in the habit of explaining. That's how I learned my craft. Because I wrote jokes that were so bad they had to be explained time and again. And still nobody laughed. Uh, Owens Corning. <laughs> they make insulation. This Wednesday night. Cartoon Network is premiering the new animated series, Lego Star Wars, The Yoda Chronicles. To celebrate the new show. (laughs) To to celebrate, they will be sending out boxes of tissue for me to cry into. (laughs) (laughs) To celebrate the show, Lego unveiled a life-sized Lego replica of the X-Wing fighter in Times Square. Oh, is that what that was for? Yeah, that was incredible. The official count is 5,335,200 Lego bricks to construct the 11-foot-tall, 43-foot-long X-Wing. And its wingspan is impressive 44 feet. It took 32 master builders, a combined total of 17,336 hours over the course of four months to complete. It weighs in over 45,000 pounds, and it's even built to withstand not only its travel plans, but also rated for seismic activity at Legoland in California. Wait, wait 45,000 pounds or 4,500 pounds? Probably 45, well... Because 45,000 is a lot of weight. Our friend, Sweet Maddie D, was there at Times Square and Look texted me some what? pictures of the uh, X-Wing. The grandeur is amazing. I'm looking at the picture It's right pretty now. amazing. Yeah, let me see. Now, he, when he sent it to me, he said, Look at the big TIE fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, ah, it's a Maddie giant D. X-Wing, yeah. And he got some really great pictures. Wow. So thank you, Maddie D. That was a really cool thing to see come up in my... Uh, Text is awesome. Wow, look at that thing. Nice badass, huge. huh? 22 and a half tons. That is tons. badass. So yeah, that, that it's huge. Probably is a typo. It's fucking probably huge. Is. 22 and a half tons? but it's, you're, talking about, you're talking about plastic Lego bricks. 45,000 pounds? Adding up. That's, I, I that's can believe it. That's the number he read. That is it the number I can believe, believe it. I Quick, can Jeff, it. verify. Uh, Fact check isn't here to... Uh, 45,000 I think 4,500 pounds would be about right because my, Legs, my yeah. truck is pretty heavy and it's 6,500 pounds. Yeah, you're, you're Fill your truck right. you with Legos. I, yeah, I bet, I, bet I bet it's 45,000 pounds. What? Yeah. I bet it is. An uh, elephant I'm on, I'm on doesn't weigh that much. I think elephant doesn't weigh that Yeah, of course. It's we're not, not talking about elephant. Is bigger We're talking than this about Legos, But it's right? not as dense and heavy as a Lego brick. You're talking f- over 5 million bricks here. Okay, here's a simple calculation move. What is the average density and weight of a four-peg Lego brick? Well, do you need the density or just the weight? Okay, just the weight. Do we know the you weight just, of a leg of the just average? That by five, even just go average by four. Five yeah, ma- 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 while yeah. the calculations are happening in the nerd room, uh, <laughs> Lego also <laughs> released the arguments that the nerds have. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't think Legos could weigh that much. I think it could weigh that much. In fact, in fact, I think it does weigh that much. No, I don't. I don't think uh, that, that, um, there's no possible way. I just recently constructed the new uh, Superman versus General Zod set. Uh, from Lego Company, uh, in which they fight over a yellow sports car for some reason. Uh, 
I don't know exactly why that's happening, but that's what's included in the playset. You mixed up your Barbie set with your no, Superman set. No, I did set. not. Included in the playset is a yellow sports car that, improbable as it may seem, General Zod is seen driving. Okay. Oh, sure. He drives a yellow sports car. I think you read the directions wrong on that. I didn't. On the instructions, it shows him seated in the driver's seat. Barring that, barring the inaccuracy of a Kryptonian god lowering himself to get behind the, the wheel of a, of a gas-powered vehicle, the set itself is quite hefty. And the That's car, what she said. Oh, boy. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Lego, I hardly grabbed her. Why do you say Lego? Why don't you let me touch first? Then you can say Lego. It sounds like Lego. It sounds like he's saying Lego. Could be the same word. Lego. Uh, also, okay. Lego is... Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I got oh, 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 answer. Oh. Here we go. Here is your explanation. This is from NBC News. It says, <laughs> says, the actual weight of the Lego X-Wing is 45,979.61 pounds. This weight is included some supporting steel infrastructure. That's why it's so heavy. Because the bricks itself are not very All right. robust as to... Carry yeah, the weight and probably as to why so it's, uh, that's why it is so earthquake heavy. proof. Yeah, it yeah. has a, it has, yeah, a, it has a skeleton. So yeah. it has a yeah, it has a steel uh, supporting steel infrastructure. So What's, those of you on the west coast coming to a Legoland near you, I wonder was that steel infrastructure created to Lego specifications? Like does it, it it's, it's joined together? Does it have imprints? <laughs> does it have Lego brick spots on it? I wonder. That's an interesting question. It says uh, we'll continue like, to live on in Legoland, California. Once it's directly done to with it. Well, wouldn't it be cool to have Lego make? I mean, I'm sure they have in the past. They, I know they've made gold bricks and things like that. But to make like a steel Lego set or a set that's made of some different material, like okay. wood or something like that, for like a just for a one-off special yeah. kind of thing. Wow, mm-hmm. that would be nice. A wood, for the millennium you know I mean? wood set. A wood the set, just set. to try. I mean, it wouldn't hold up as well, and it probably doesn't work like a Lego. Sure. But just for the novelty of it, and maybe for a specific, you know, maybe, you know, something like the... For the Grizzly Adams set? Well, you know, when they're making you, they're making all those um, architectural buildings that you sure. find in the bookstores. So, like, maybe, like, an Ansel Adams just actually gets formed out of wooden stuff that you could paint paint up or something. Ansel Adams, one of the things. I don't know why he went Ansel. He's a painter. I meant, uh, I meant uh, who's the guy with the... The water and the bridge and the, and the thing. Uh, Thomas Kincaid? No, 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 no. <laughs> Why are you pointing at Frank me? Frank Lloyd Wright. No. Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, Frank I thought Lloyd you were Wright. maybe thinking MC Escher. Nope. I meant no. Frank Lloyd Wright, and I said okay. MC Hammer. <laughs> MC Hammer. Yeah, he's an artist. Can't touch this. Lego. <laughs> Lego. <laughs> Lego. I can't even touch this. <laughs> you can't touch this. Lego. Hey, by the way, uh, I did a quick calculation here. Based on the average brick weight at .088184 ounces, mm. 5 million bricks is about 13 and three-quarter tons. See? It is wow. close to that. So it is dense pretty shit, man. Fucking heavy. That, I did 5 million times that amount divided by 16 for the ounces. Yes, yeah. there you go. For pounds, and then divided by 2,000, and I got 13.778 
tons. So a couple tons of metal, but more tons of plastic. Yeah. Lots, wow. Lots of plastic. Mine. It's three fourths the weight is about is all Lego. That's pretty amazing. <clears throat> the more you know. Dun, 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 dun. Goodness. <laughs> Who would have thought? How heavy can a Lego brick be? Uh, I'm going to read another uh, public relations statement. It's about 0. 0.0215 ounce, apparently, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, what 0. 0.088184. Yeah. I'm not ounce. a mathma banana. Mathma. Mathma banana. Banana mathly. Mathma banana, thank you. <laughs> That's the term. That's a different banana oh, mathma math banana. Sounds like, all right. Banana, yeah. Yeah. It's my math. first title my of the night. I guess I'll go with it. This one. <laughs> How well, much this way, mathma banana? How much this way? That's what so that's what Rasta banana say. Mathma banana well, I think is it beats a scale. Pizza and poontang. <laughs> he does mathematics. What? Hey, I think. Pony Pizza is a good title. <laughs> Mathma Banana. And good for you. <laughs> so is a Mathma Banana. <laughs> Full of potassium. Enter the world of Springfield like never before. Oh, only, what, what, what? Only at Universal Orlando Resort. Oh, shit. Road trip. Springfield, hometown to America's favorite animated family, The Simpsons, comes to life at Universal Orlando Resort this summer. The expansive new area within Universal Studios will be anchored by the mega attraction The Simpsons Ride and will allow guests to enter the world of The Simpsons like never before. It will be the only place in the world where guests can walk the streets of Springfield. It will include a brand new outdoor attraction, places and foods pulled right from the show, and two new Simpsons characters who will make their debut in the new area, Krusty the Clown and Sideshow Bob. And yes, there will be Duff beer brewed exclusively for Orlando Universal. Wow. For the first time ever anywhere, fans will be able to walk down Fast Food Boulevard and visit the places that help Springfield stake its claim as the Shelbysville by the sea. <laughs> they will be able to grab a crusty certified meat sandwich at Krusty Burger, snatch the catch of the day at the Flying Dutchman, and slice... Frying Dutchman. That's what I said. And get a slice at Luigi's Pizza. Go nuts for donuts at Lard Lad. Enjoy Taco Fresho with Bubblebee Man and imbibe at Moe's Tavern. Oh, I want a Lard Lad donuts. And the new attraction called Kang and Kodo's Twirl and Hurl will make <laughs> foolish humans on an intergalactic spin designed to send them into orbit. That's awesome. They're going to make a, what that do you call those things? That sounds cool. Cyclotron. I think you're yeah. right, Paul. Road trip. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's an ugly Simpsons, couch show. I think Shock Road could Trip do, uh, could hold their own on their own... Uh, he, that's oh, always been Matt Groening's dream is to yeah. build an amusement park. Yeah, he, and, I, and and if he could become our next Disney, it'd be fantastic. I I, I don't know to, if he ever will. I went to the um, the Simpsons ride uh, back in November. I went to Universal and uh, did the Simpsons 4D ride, mm-hmm. which uh, was was cool and a little disappointing at the same time. Um, it, they because you love another thing better. Well. They, it, it's and that wasn't even part of my consideration. It was they took the old Back to the Future ride and they basically just reskinned the whole ride. Yeah. Now the actual the the film the ride film itself was completely new and and did work with with mm-hmm. the thing, but you could clearly see where pieces of the building were. It just they slapped. Body, we've got to get to the car. <laughs> they just slapped Simpsons animation and artwork over the old Back Doc, to the Future stuff. I don't stuff. think I can eat my shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it it was cool, and I thought they could do so much more with this. They could yeah. build it out because one of the gift shop that's right out in front mm-hmm. is supposed to be the Quickie Mart, 
and it kind of looks like it, but then when you get up close and you walk through it, it, it doesn't really look like it. It just looks like a reskinned gift shop. doesn't have Jasper frozen shop. in the back? No, it does not. <laughs> it just looks like a reskinned That's what um, it's all about. Yeah, you really um, need that. Gift shop that, that they had That was the there, best thing so. that they had in that whole thing of, of putting that window sticker on that in the freezer of Jasper. Yeah. When they did the conversion. Oh, the 7-11 on 7-11s, one here? Yeah, that was hilarious. I, st- I didn't get to go to that. I was so I didn't mad. get to go, but I got to see video. It was really great. Uh, yeah, I've seen lots of pictures. I had a friend of mine went, and she posted some and pictures. The Simpsons and house like, was out here. Yep. Way back yes, in the day. Pers- a woman from my hometown of Richmond, Kentucky, won that contest. Oh, wow. Burned my chaps. Sure. And, and now they, it's all repainted. Didn't she just like yeah. turn around and just paint it like a normal house? They were, and... they, they were forced to by requirement. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a homeowner's association Enjoy. kind of thing. Yeah, it was like it was only going to be that way for a little while. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. And finally, it's the return of the coffee-eating elephants. What? They like eating coffee. That's Japanese brewery uh, Sankt Galen has created a beer using those coffee beans. Elephants located in Thailand's Golden Triangle Elephant Foundation only shit out a kilogram of usable coffee for every 33 kilograms of beans that they eat. So a bag of the coffee beans alone costs $500 per pound. The beer, which is called Unkonokuro, is a whopping $1,100 per keg. And it sold out almost immediately. Wow. A contributor who tasted the beer for website rocketnews24.com tried the beer and said, quote, Usually people talk about the aftertaste when drinking beer. (laughs) 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 Okay, Commander K is gone. Commander K is gone. He's gone. He's He's got elephant ass on the mind. (laughs) He can't even contain himself. (laughs) Stampy's butthole. But with Unkumo, <laughs> it gives Dumbo Circus a whole new meaning. The word afterglow is much more appropriate. Afterglow? <laughs> afterglow? Ugh. After downing the last drop, slowly rising from my throat. Oh. <laughs> so I got it something rising from my throat. Horb. And mouth. And mouth? <laughs> and mouth. Was that afterglow? The combination of bitter and sweet stayed fresh and lingered in my head. It was a familiar aroma that accompanied me. Familiar? I'm sorry, sir. Have you placed your face up against elephant rectum often? How is this in any way familiar? Unless you work at the San Diego Zoo, how is this familiar? Maybe he's that guy in that picture. Yeah, the the trainer that actually got it up in the butt. The elephant backs up and he goes, whoop. Oh, boy. It was a familiar aroma. What happened that to that guy? Is he okay? <laughs> Through the entire beer. <laughs> they may know. <laughs> I don't know him personally, so I can't say. <laughs> they may know. Like, how's, that, how's that guy doing? Has <laughs> <laughs> he, he got a show yet? <laughs> Why aren't you laughing into the mic? This is awesome. He is literally oh. laughing so hard right now. <laughs> Paul had such wonderful delivery. How is he anyway? <laughs> Where's your head? Write to us. Comments at UglyCowShow.com. We hope you're doing okay. <laughs> no one... No one full will. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was. You see, you see, it's funny because he really doesn't give a fuck, man. Nobody does. 
It's one of the things about the internet. No, it's, it's just one of the things, things about the famous Paul. He don't care about shit, man. It's interesting, but nobody really cares about a human cost. Human cost goes unpaid. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, Geek Shock will be taking a break next week. We will not have a new episode, but we will be back the week after that for your pre-E3 show news. Will we post another... There will be, there will be no new... audio show next week, but, but in lieu of next week, there will be an all-new Ugly Couch show. Oh, there we go. Video episode. Yep. Very good. New and then after that, episode. we'll go back to our weekly schedule. But until then, I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. It is Jeff. Commander K. <laughs> Jess Michael. And we'll see you the week after next week in Geek. Yes. There you go. Hey, see I you or we'll, we'll see you next week? We'll, or the week after, we'll see you at well, the You'll next, see us, okay. and then you'll hear us after. Okay. I want to give a big yes. shout-out to all of our new listeners. We've gotten some new likes on Facebook, and people are checking us out and listening to uh, Geek Shock. Thank you. I've gotten some friend requests uh, on Facebook from new listeners. This is very encouraging, very cool. Thank you. This is why we do it, just to get the uh, silliness out there for everyone to share in it. And if you like it, please continue to enjoy our downloading our podcast. It's cathartic and, uh, for us. Well, it is. And, and, and uh, you know... Tell a friend, please, uh, if you get a chance. If tell you really two in, friends. There you go. And they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends. But, uh, no, we really appreciate all the new interest in the show. We do. And uh, thank you for coming aboard. Welcome. And if any of you know what happened to that guy whose <laughs> head ended up the <laughs> elephant's ass. I thought you were going to say, welcome aboard, we're expecting you. Uh, uh, <laughs> do, do let us know. If anybody's got his number... Because I'd like to, I mean, it might be hard for him to get a call. I wish you could see this right now, folks. There is a giant steel mace that's about to fall on Paul's head. Oh, Jesus. Is it rolling towards me? It was rolling towards you. Ah, you're safe. That ain't going to go any further. I was waiting for it to be like, it's all physics. I'm stuck deep. You see, Mon, what happens? Oh, my fucking head. I don't know quite how I got here. I was. I was cleaning an elephant's rectum, and the next thing I know, darkness. Dark, warm place. Pit of darkness. I should be, by rights, I should be dead. He deserves flowers. He deserves something. (laughs) Oh, man. But that's the thing. Everybody's seen that video, and nobody knows what's up with that dude. (laughs) But he made all of our lives a little brighter. He He did. <laughs> well, you know what? I bet he got a mouthful of really good coffee. <laughs> 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 <laughs>